Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This week in PlayStation, we're talking about a new Tomb Raider game, new Max Payne remakes, and our topic of the show, what are we playing this spring? We'll have all this and more because this is PS I Love You XOXO. Yo, what's up? Welcome to PS I Love You XOXO. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. I'm joined by Janet Garcia, Barrett's on the ones and twos. And remember, this is your PlayStation podcast. Each and every week, we join you to talk about the biggest topics in PlayStation. If you like that, you can watch it live right here as we record on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Or you can watch it on Friday when it posts for everyone on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, and on podcast services around the globe uh, remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel thank you to our patreon producers fargo brady pranksy tyler ross delaney twinning first responder nd julian the gluten-free gamer james hastings casey andrew and anonymous today we're brought to you by chime doordash and babble but we'll babble on about that later for now let's start with a PSN message from you. David Mertz writes in to patreon.com slash games, just like you can, and says, you've become an IP licensing master working for PlayStation. What movie, TV show, anime, comic, or book do you license for a game, and which PlayStation studio works on it? Shannon Garcia. So when I first read this, I was like, PlayStation IP licensing master. That's a hundred percent not anyone's job title. I feel like, but that's dream. That's basically what Jemrine so, does. I'm sure. Right. It's like that'd be a cool job title to have, though. Anyway, um, it's like literally all you do is just you just dream your dreams. Um, nothing else. I first thought about some comic stuff, even though I'm not the biggest like comic person. Um, but I like a lot of stuff from Image. I used to be heavier into comics like a few years ago, and I want to get back into it. So, um, my first idea is Saga. That is uh, a thick have, book. It's a thick book. If you're, you know, audio listener, it's a thick boy. Um, this book this is, is like whole... your size. Yeah, but that doesn't say a lot, though, right? You know, it's like I'm not exactly. I mean, for a book, yeah, a book to be the size of a human being is a lot. Yes, but that's always like, are you abnormally small or is the book abnormally large? And it's a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like the full collection of Saga minus the stuff that came out, I think, this year. Because I think they came out of hiatus. Um, I love Saga. It's like, you know, sci-fi, uh, very like story driven uh emotional weird um and i don't know really like like hard-hitting i think in a lot of ways um and surprising and i, I really like this comic so i'm thinking naughty dog or like maybe house marks typically because of the, the space angle and mm-hmm. then um as some zags uh netflix's love death and robots is like one of my favorite shows and it's great if you are someone that has like content commitment issues and you're like i don't really want to like dig all the way into something because all the episodes are like five to like max 15 minutes um and they're all like weird dystopian trippy things they all have different art styles like love death and robots is what i wanted marvel's what if to be but like 
so mm. much better and realized and trippy and weird. And I think Media Molecule would be a fun one for that one because they're kind of already doing some of that with their ongoing supportive dreams where they have like these additional updates. Like they had the update that ended and added like the dungeon crawler thing. They're currently working on Trend, which is like a train game within dreams. So I feel like if you brought like a Love, Death and Robots series to dreams through Media Molecule, that would be like kind of an automatic win. You could bring the community and get them involved in like kind of coming up with these little pieces that have some element of a sociological commentary because it's basically what the show already is. So those are my quick pitches. Um, my work here as IP license master is complete. It's done. Yeah, here's your 60K a year paycheck for the IP licensing oh, uh, role. Say, I feel like they could do better. I don't know. Like, we'll you, like we said, it's an easy job. It's like this job doesn't exist. But if you have like, the title of job. master, right? I feel like, that's, like that deserves Master is different from most. Like the people, the hardest master working people get paid the least in our world like i want to get paid the most and people are like what do you do here and it's like it's not much you know that's the you, you want to be john drake dream. you want to be john drake you want to show up at disney and be like all God right damn <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I, I don't even know john drake like that i don't know why i'm firing random shots at john drake but when i think of ip licensing for gaming i'm like that's kind of i'm sure Someone i'm sure that involves like, him weeping you know like oh I yeah listen to one of my and favorite like, hosts bless and like why? and how busy could john drake be i see him tweeting all the time and i see him interacting with greg miller like every single day i'm like if that's the case all of us are tweeting all the time man. like our field is the only field where you can't have just twitter open all the time and no one's like get back to work like yeah. this is kind of part of work but like we're media really. right that's how we get our that's how we get our news and that's how we interact with the audience what audience does yeah. john drake have well the he star used wars to audience? You, but probably the, not the, anymore the star wars nerds and the marvel nerds the star wars and the nerds? nerds you know yeah, but like they're more they're following John Boyega. They aren't following John Drake. Only two people are following John Damn. Drake. It's Greg Miller and Andrew Renee. And that's it. Wow. You might yeah. be following John Drake. I'm gonna look into it. What what are you what are you doing as IP? Well, I, I, I want to shout 60K out 60k a year. I want to I want to shout out your idea for the Love Death uh uh Love Death and Robots cuz that's one that I that's a like it's not a deep cut but it is like a it's a cut, right? Like that's not something that first came to mind when somebody would ask like what kind of video game would you want? And I think pairing it with Media Molecule is interesting because like you know, you mentioned how within within dreams they have all these different ideas that they're working on anyway and like they can kind of translate that versatility to making a Love Death and Robots game. I also like the idea of what if you made a Love Death and Robots game that was user-created content where Media Molecule puts out like 10 episodes that they develop themselves, right? Similar to Dreams where it is like, hey, we have these 10 different experiences. There are these short bite-sized 30, let's say 30 minute games. Uh, and each of them have their different art styles. Each of them have their different characters. They might be connected through like some weird thing, but for the most part, they're the standalone thing. And then you give that to your audience. Like that loosely is kind of what Dreams is, but having it focused on like a singular IP or a singular concept, I think would, would hone that in a bit more where, if dreams if uh media molecule approaches the community right like the love death and robots community and went hey we want you to make specifically like these futuristic weird like stories that are all focused in this specific like either aesthetic or world i think that i think that's interesting i don't know i i i think there's something there that that could be really cool and so shout out to that um my ideas I have a couple that I'll shout out, right? Like people, people, if they've been listening to it for a long time, they've heard my pitch for a Mission Impossible game by Naughty Dog. And so that's my initial my initial pitch. I've always pitched it as something that's like not necessarily Mission Impossible IP, but just an original IP from Naughty Dog that goes for the Mission Impossible thing the way that Uncharted does Indiana Jones, right? Or Last was just post-apocalyptic. I would like to see uh, Naughty Dog do like a heist game that is about like gadgets and is about like the cool action and all this stuff. Because I think 
that is a nice, cool progression from Uncharted because Uncharted has all those pulpy elements in there as well. Um, but also, like, if they were to do a mission, if someone, if I, if I was approached as IP master at PlayStation, sixty k a year is what I'm making, and they were like, "Hey, we have the Mission Impossible IP. We can give it to any of our studios." I think the first studio I am saying is Naughty Dog because I think that fits so well in terms of the. One, like, the graphical fidelity of their games, right? The presentation, like, I want that out of a Mission Impossible game. The action, right? Like, they know how to make a third-person shooter. They know how to make action fun. They know how to give you, like, a, 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 a nice tool set of weapons and all that stuff to use. Like, I think Naughty Dog would, would knock that out of the park, too. But then also, just the moment-to-moment -moment of not everything has to be action. Not everything has to be climbing or, like, you know, like, in Uncharted 4, I think Naughty Dog really honed it in in terms of figuring out pacing in a way that makes every moment to moment feel kind of unique from everything else that's going on where like you have the prison scene and so much of that is just walking around and then that culminates in like a fist fight and then you have the climbing stuff and then you go into the shooting but then you go into stealth right there's so many different pockets of different options they give the players for gameplay and i think mission impossible would work with that really well where it is all right like here's a crazy driving sequence okay now you are infiltrating now it's all stealth for the next 30 minutes okay cool after that it is um tom cruise uh, uh being rappelled down from the ceiling and you having to like go into that gameplay i think naughty dog would absolutely body that and make the action sequences really pop and so that's my first one the other one i'll, I'll shout out is um i want an avatar the last airbender game a good one i know there have been ones in the past but i want a good one and i think gorilla could possibly make a good one the reason i put out gorilla is you know, I think in terms of world and environment design, you know, when I think of Avatar The Last Airbender, obviously, like, they go into, like, their settlements and you hang out in, is it Bossing Bo Se? Is that is that the correct There is uh, no war in Bossing Se. There is no war in Bossing Se, right? Like, you have the settlements, but then you also have a lot of the show taking place in, like, outdoor areas and forests and then traveling to smaller areas. And, like, in terms of visual design, I think Gorilla would be able to knock that out in the park with what they've already done with Horizon Zero Dawn. And then also, like, just in terms of costumes, set design, like, the, uh, the, like the, the, aesthetic, the, the aesthetic elements of Avatar The Last Airbender, I think they would be able to do that well. And then in terms of, like, stuff like combat, I think with what they already have with, like, the bow and arrow stuff in Horizon Zero Dawn, obviously it's not one for one. There's a lot of difference with how you would go about making the different elements for avatar the last airbender but i think there's like a lot of translation between like how there's already the elemental qualities in the in the weapons in horizon zero dawn a lot of it i think would be figuring out like all right the fire tool set in avatar would be would be comprised of let's say these three or four moves right and it's all area of effect stuff it's all like different type of throwable moves i think uh gorilla with horizon has have already messed around with that stuff quite a bit and i think like the long distance arrow and like uh, I can't name all the weapons in, in, in Horizon off the top, but like the spear, like all the different ways. The slingshot. The, the slingshot. All the different called. ways. I'm not sure it's not just called slingshot. It's, called, it it's, it's something know. shot for sure, but like. Something. The trip caster. The trip caster. The way all these different weapons kind of manifest and have their own different qualities and their own ways of like either trapping an enemy or damaging an enemy, like doing all that stuff. I think you could do a lot of similar things with the avatar world and like the different elements of you know water fire earth you know all that stuff and so like i i, I would want them to do it i think they would not knock it out the park and also like i think they're good enough storytellers to be able to tell a good um avatar story my one request would be to have um uh folks who worked on avatar the last airbender the show or Korra, right like any avatar um uh, uh franchise thing that's, that's already existed have them on the team working with gorilla i don't necessarily want gorilla to be to be uh, maybe Gorilla can make their own interpretation of it, but I think 
for it to really feel authentic and for really for it to really shine, you would have to like really collab real hard with the people that have already worked on Avatar. So that would be my pick. I think too, like on like you bring up the Avatar note with like Gorilla. I think that makes a lot of sense with seeing like what they did with Forbidden West, because um, that was basically you know a- Aloy's army, right? As we call yeah. it. Um, that's also that's also the structure of Avatar in terms yeah, of like Aang's a army. group of friends that slowly kind of come together for a shared goal. Um, like it very much fits that note. And then the Mission Impossible thing with Naughty Dog, I think makes sense i mean honestly thinking of this question i was sort of like re-impressed with naughty dog because that was the constant studio that i kept thinking of for like everything because i'm like they can do drama they can do story they can do fidelity they can do like little quick time event sequences like they're i think Mm -hmm. they have a lot of versatility in what they bring to the table um both when you look at their catalog and also the ways they are unafraid to blend genre elements um even in something as traditional as like you know an action adventure game like like last of part two is like totally like that could that's such a narrative heavy game it's like someone who loves narrative stuff and yeah the mission impossible thing like i totally feel that with like the beginning of uncharted 4 um like them being like in the suits and kind of like talking to people and like the sort yeah. of the the stress in uh set dressing of that whole situation uh felt very much in that world so the, yeah, the lost legacy villain really reminded me of a mission impossible villain i know you've got not gotten there yet but for the people not that yet. played lost legacy Three not yet. will you ever get there We'll, we'll find see. Out later today. We'll see. But like that villain, as soon as I got to that villain at, at the first reveal, I was like, this guy has Mission Impossible villain vibes off the chain. And I would love to see Naughty Dog do something like this. And then, yeah, going back to Gorilla, right? Like a couple things with that, too, is I'd like to see Gorilla tell a story in the Avatar The Last Airbender world that is separate from like Aang and like uh, the actual Avatar, mm. right? Have it take place in that universe. Don't necessarily tell us an Aang story or a Korra story, right? Maybe do like a different Avatar or even just like. So no cabbages. No cabbages. Oh no, right? cabbages! Like, no cabbages need to uh, are a mainstay. That, that did they have cabbages in Korra? Was oh, that yeah. a thing in Korra? Oh yeah, that's yeah. a thing in Korra. Okay. He's got a whole empire. The same cabbage man has like a like he's got like a a business, a big business. Wow, big, he's like, big, he has big the McDonald's cabbage of cabbages. Him, you know, uh, it's interesting. I, I, cabbage franchises. I I added some uh, quick hits in uh, last second here, and I also put Avatar: The Last Airbender because I've been wanting an Earthbender game uh, where it is like a, it's mm. a it's a new Avatar. It's after Korra, uh, and of course, like she was uh, water, so the next uh, person in line would be an Earthbender. Um, uh, have it be Earthbender, and the interesting thing is, I would want uh, Santa Monica to do it. Um, I, I would want kind of that like kind of open world, but not so much so that, uh, to the extent of Zero Dawn and Forbidden West, but uh, explorable enough, like God of War twenty eighteen, where it feels big and small, um, mm-hmm. depending on like uh, where you are in the story or in, like on the map and stuff like that, where they can tell kind of smaller stories that are still very uh, like emotionally relevant that could tie into themes of like the overarching story and stuff like that. I also think uh, the combat in God of War, I think, lends itself a little bit more to, like, the weight and punchiness almost in combat. With in, Earthbender? Uh, yeah, with, like, Earthbending and just, like, Avatar, like, uh, fighting styles and stuff that we've seen throughout both the The shows. small kids. Yeah, the small kids. Um, I would also love uh, if we got uh, more of the... I forget what the professional sport is in Korra. 
Um, oh yes. But if that was like a oh, side game, that it's be, like pro bending or something. Yeah, pro bending. Like that would be fucking sick. Other two quick ones. Uh, there's like the new Voltron show on Netflix that like ended a couple of years ago. I would want Insomniac Games to make like uh, a game based off of like that specific interpretation of Voltron, and then I would want a Demon Slayer open world game by uh, Sucker Punch. Um, because, you know, a, a very, like, Ghost of Tsushima-esque with, like, uh, different, like, stances and, like, uh, you know, uh, in Demon Slayer, you got, like, the um, water breathing and, like, uh, like fire breathing stances and all that stuff. But then also, you know, you've got that Ghost of Tsushima, like, kind of, like, basis there. But they also have games that are very uh, stylized artistically, like Sly Cooper, yeah. which is, like, what Demon Slayer uh, very uh, much is as well. And I think you could, like, marry uh, the best of both worlds uh, with them developing a... a type of a demon slayer game so those are my quick ones oh yeah i think we're all great ip masters i think we all yeah. deserve a raise they have a lot they have a lot to work on there <laughs> 61k we're moving it up to 61k oh my God. yeah hell no, you yeah gotta, you see you gotta get the raise plus the inflation like don't don't leave anything on the table let them tell me now you know what i mean Hell yeah. Everybody listen to advice from Janet because she's giving you I'm a lot more down right when here. it's hypothetical. You know what I mean? Employ, employer views. Make sure that you're taking inflation into account. David Mertz, thank you so much for the question. And now it's time for topic of the show. Janet, yesterday we went into the Slack and we were talking about what we should do for PSW this week because there wasn't any really like big PlayStation specific news. And I think that presented a really cool opportunity to like have like a sit down. Because I'm scared. I'm. I think I have to say it. I think it's time to officially announce that refu- review season is over. No, it's not. <laughs> Fuck you. No, it's not. Review season. I'm playing so many fucking games right now. Blessing. You can't just are they be like, games? oh, the game. Oh, the games that you know, like I care about. It, those are all done. No, games keep coming out, dude. What name? Name some names. What games are coming out? This is week. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. MLB we had the that show review. 2022. Uh, fucking. What else have I been like? Uh, there was so MLB the show impressions on Xbox. Let him dig his own grave. Go ahead. No, what's out? What's going on? What's hot in the streets? You asking Barrett or you asking me? Yeah, Barrett. We be digging my again, like I said the other day. One, one. Because you're naming well, games, you're naming games uh, that already have a review. The energy you're giving is like, I, and I make this joke like all the time because I I always find it funny. <laughs> but like when people are stumped on a question like that, when they list something, they're like, um, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, just, <laughs> so many, so many uh, names running through my I'm, head right now. I can't. Even, I got oh, Game Informer up. So I got Game Informer up right now. Of course. As of as of today, if you're watching this on Patreon, yesterday if you're watching this the day it comes out, right? I put up Blessing Super Fun Game Release Calendar version 1.2 with the April update, right? It's the back it's, it's backlog season. It's basically what I'm building up to, all right? Review season is dead. Ugh. Backlog season is here. I'm looking at Game Informer right now. Like? Game Inf- if you, if you go to GameInformer.com slash 2022, they have a list of all the games, at least all the major games, coming out uh, uh, over the year. They update it pretty regularly, not as like regularly as I'd like. You know, hey, Game Informer, you know, maybe get into, into the minutia, right? Give me the little small games that nobody's ever heard of. Put those on the list. Um, but, like, Lego Star Wars and Skywalker Saga, that came out April 5th, right? Uh, and that review is up. MLB The Show 22, that came out April 5th. Again, they talked about that on XCast. I'm sure you talked about that up there on XCast. And then when I go down the list... It's it's Chinatown Detective Agency, April 7th. Chrono Cross, April 7th. That's a big one, but like obviously we're not reviewing that. Godfall, Ultimate Edition, Sherlock Barrett, where do you see review season happening? I don't know, if like 13 Sentinels come to Switch, you know, nobody who's saves re- the world, uh, coming to PS5 and PS4. Who's know, reviewing uh, these cool- Road 96, 96 is coming to console. Dude, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed is coming Ro- to Switch. Stanley Road Parable Ultra Deluxe. Uh, Road 96 is cool, but like you played it on PC already. N- Nintendo Switch Sports is coming to We're Switch. To Truck to Yomi is coming out in May. 
And that's May. Yeah. And that's my thing is like right now, again, I'll say it. Well, Gamescast, you're not going to see another Gamescast review in a minute. All right. Maybe Trek to Yomi might be the next one. Trek to Yomi might, uh, could possibly be that. But for now, review season, fucking dead. Buried in the ground. It's done. All right. Backlog season is here. And that's what I want to talk about on this episode of PS I Love You XOXO. We're doing a PS5 spring cleaning, which was an idea that was brought up by Janet. Janet, I don't know if you want to explain exactly like what we're about to do here, like what your thought process is, it, it was behind this idea. Also, I know it's not going to, it would do nothing for clicks, but we should name this episode Baby Got Backlog. I know we're not going to, but. Ooh, that's really that, good. That's my first Ooh, contribution. That might be a good right? thumbnail. I might. Okay. Well, Roger just sent the thumbnail, so. He did send Damn. the thumbnail, but he could change just it. Just rewrite it. I don't know. Anyway, so, well, the idea here, you know, obviously, whenever it slows down, it's a good time to look at what you have left to clean up. Um, I really try to be as on it as possible for keeping up with stuff so I don't end up December, November sprinting toward the finish line of trying to get these last minute games in for you know uh awards and things uh, but then also you know not everything needs to be the 2022 calendar either there's stuff that i've been working on uh bless i'm sure there's stuff that you're working on that maybe isn't as timely based but that you just want to play and get around to um it's also a good time to you know enjoy some things that you haven't gotten to and i feel like you know as someone that doesn't have the expansion on their ps5 hard drive uh and it's just someone that plays a lot of games it is a constant negotiation of like what am i playing what am i not playing and i i also kind of want to have this conversation uh after our chaotic uh games daily uh tangent that we went on where you were trying to get me to delete uh, right, your your chaotic games daily tangent i was just um, i was just sitting you, there i was a bystander you were supposed to be supervising so that is your <laughs> it comes down to you like you know i'm just the man the second chair I, you know what i, I mean cannot like, contain, uh, janet can I contain you? I don't think I can contain Jana Garcia. You don't want to, though. You like to provoke and then walk away, and then you just let me be a flame. <laughs> That's kind of our dynamic. That's fair. So I figured we could, you know, even as, you know, we'll get into it, what our lists are. But even as I was writing my own, I'm like, Blessing's going to just, like, flame me. Like, I'm not going to make it out of here alive. So. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at the doc right now, and I am going to flame you when we get there. Yeah. But we're, like, no, we're dividing... I'm dividing this segment up into two parts, right? I want to talk about the games that are coming out in 2022 that we're excited about, right? The games are playing on playing. What the rest of the year look, looks like is kind of an overview of like Jan 2022, the rest of 2022, as told by Janet and Bless. And then I do want to talk about backlog and what the next the next uh, next couple months look for us in terms of the games that we want to play and the games that we might revisit. Um, so starting off with the games that are uh, coming out over the rest of the year, the stuff that we're looking forward to for the rest of the 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 the, the year. I have my picks separated into two categories. I have games that I'm most excited about and then other games, right? Uh, I have like four or five games in each list. I think it is five games in each list. Uh, starting off with games that I am most excited about. I got The Quarry. That's coming out June 10th. I think that is the next game that's coming out for me that I'm like ultra excited about. Of course, if you missed it, that is the Supermassive game. We talked about it a few weeks ago on this podcast. Um, it is another one that that is a successor to Until Dawn. It seems like it's taking a step back from dark pictures anthology right and is trying to double down on all right what worked about until dawn people liked the 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 group of characters people liked this like murder scenario where it is like here's the setup and all and all these characters hanging out and he plays all of them and anyone anyone can die right like they're kind of taking it back to the simplistics in that way um they have of course the one and only brenda song who i'm a big fan, big fan of and they have other names in there as well they're really cool um and yeah like i'm just super excited for this thing i i don't i, I forget is this one that you're looking forward to 
Oh man, I'm I'm starting to become split at this point, and I'm interested to hear like what you've been thinking of Supermassive's last couple projects because I and I wasn't even that hot until dawn. Admittedly, I know like a lot of people really love that game. I thought it was fine. You know, it's kind of like it's good. It was okay, good to okay um, for me. But I really love story stuff. I really love choose your adventure stuff. I really like stuff that's almost, this isn't directly FMV because obviously it's like created, it's not recorded with people, but it kind of evokes some of that energy. Yeah. And I really like those kinds of games. Yes. But man, I've never really liked, and this is what I was talking about where, where I'm like, I've I've played franchises that I've liked way less than Uncharted. I I am kind of married to Supermassive at this point. And I don't, I don't know if I want to be anymore. Like hearing the quarry coming out and hearing it coming out so soon when I'm still working on the last dark pictures game, which admittedly could be knocked out like the next time I sit down to play it. But I'm like, do I want to do this again? Like, am I really going through this again? And like, I don't know if I should, maybe I should just take a break. I don't know what, what, what do you, what do you think of that? And then what's your excitement based on how you felt about the other games? Cause maybe you're hotter on the dark pictures than I've been. I'm a bit hotter. I think they've been getting better and better as they've been going. Because, yeah, Man of Madon came out, and it was kind of like, all right, it was fine. It was whatever. It definitely wasn't Until Dawn, right? I, I fucking loved Until Dawn when I played it. And I'm also I'm somebody who tends to gravitate towards those kinds of games. I think that's, that's something I should put out there as well, where you put out a cinematic adventure game I, I i think that's the closest thing i can probably nail in terms of genre the genre of these games right like they're basically choose your own adventure but with more cinematic elements to them right you put out that you put out like a detroit become human you put out like a a life is strange right like i'm likely going to play those games because i really dig the uh i really i really just dig those games uh and so like super massive putting out until dawn or playing until dawn and going oh, okay these guys are next up like you know, we're. I'm. I'm so happy we have more people doing this than than just Quantic Dream because, like, Quantic Dream. As much as like I really like their tech, as much as I really like the visuals of their games, and like I like the, their butterfly effect systems in their games. The stories very much are like hit and miss for me, and there's a lot of miss in those stories. Even in stories that, in like games that I like, right? Detroit Become Human. I liked. I like mainly for the Connor bits, but then. I think it was Marcus. I hated Marcus's storyline. Oh God, me too. <laughs> and then Carlos. Uh, so bad. Yeah, I thought it was really bad. And then Carlos' story, I was kind of mid on. I was like, that's fine. But like, I really liked it for Connor. But then like, I had to kind of go through all the other stuff to get there. Um, Supermassive. I think they have a tendency to like focus in on. All right, let's not make something that's fucking off the chain or something that like that feels overscoped by any means. Let's just focus on the horror. Let's focus on like this story of kids that are out in a cabin right in the in the case of until dawn or let's focus on like what man and madon was right which is like which is like this group of young adults that are going sailing out at sea right like let's find the, the small concept that we want to focus in on and make a six seven hour game and make it hit and i think for me they until dawn hit man and madon hit less but as they've been going they've been getting better and better and the previous one house of ashes i thought was great i thought it was a strong great i really had a good time with it the quarry I'm even more excited about because coming off of House of Ashes, I've realized that like it's a it's just a type of game that like I'm just down for, right? Like I I, I I'm down for it. And then I, I think on top of that too, uh, the more we've gotten these games, the more I've started to play them as multiplayer games. Where I am sitting down with my friend Yami, and we are doing the co-op thing in the case of Dark Pictures uh, House uh, the Dark Pictures series. In the case of the Quarry. I know they've talked about multiplayer. I don't think they've talked about online multiplayer as much. I'll wait and see to see what the features are that are are there. But like, I'm excited for that too. Whether whether it is us doing like what we've been doing with dark pictures and playing it that way, or if it is us doing share play or sharing our screen or doing whatever. Either way, I really like the couch experience of these games because like 
for as campy as they are, that gives us so much to like make fun of and so much to like fight for or like people to root against, right? There's always a character, and this is why I look like Supermassive. I think they really get how to do do, do horror, at least horror characters, because like there's always a character in each of these games that you love to hate, right? In Little Hope, it was the old lady. In House of Ashes, um, oh I forget their name, but like there was a, there was an asshole dude. In, like in one House of the guys, of wasn't he kind of like? I feel like he was, was like kind of dudes. problematic, right? Like he was. He was, he was like, kind of racist. Mean, but also, yeah, he was mean and racist, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can be maybe nice and racist either. That's a, throwing that out there. But yeah, he. I hated him. I forgot yeah. who he was, but yes. And like they do a good job of figuring out like what tropes do they want to do they want to tackle? What kind of characters do they want interacting with each other? And then you inevitably get those characters that you start off being like, I don't fuck with this guy, and then toward the end of the game you're rooting for him, right? In my in I my case like... with the last game, it was um, Ashley Tisdale's love interest. Her like husband or whatever, or ex-husband, I forget which. Um, it was ex-husband. Um, who like at first I was like, I fucking hate this guy. I'm gonna hate this guy forever. He's a fuck boy. And then I get to the end, I'm like, I fucking love this guy. He's great. Oh damn, I let him I let him die, right? Like I, there's so much stakes and so much like involvement in the these drama games that is like make it really fun for me. But it's just like it's just been rough. Cause it just they're just not that good. But like I like the drama, but then it's like this isn't that. It, it kind of feels like I've just been eating a lot of Little Caesars pizza, which I like Little Caesars pizza. But if I had to eat too much of it, like if you had me eat Little Caesars pizza for a week, I'd be like, man, this doesn't have a week of content here. And I kind of mm. feel a little bit overwhelmed with how much content Ma Supermassive has been putting out. Um, and it's probably just because I haven't finished that last game. If I had finished it, I'd probably be more down. I think it's also hitting at a weird time because it's summer, and I get that it's like summer camp, you know, vibes or whatever, which is its own kind of horror thing. But like those are usually like more in the spooky season. So I'm like, uh, do I want to hit this up? So I, I mean, I probably I'll at least still get it. I don't know how quickly I'll play it. It'll depend on if I'm finished with my other backlog stuff. But also as far as the co-op stuff, I've always only played these games multiplayer um, on, but like local multiplayer. And I know with House of Ashes, like it was super uneven with how often each of us were playing. Yeah. Yeah, which was one of my beefs with it and it went really sure. slow like we were i remember when you were playing it we were playing at the same time and i just never finished it and it like when we talked about our experiences you're like oh yeah that's like not at all like how i'm playing it yeah but um, like you were online the problem yeah the problem was that you're doing couch co-op right on, on the same tv right and so you're switching mm -hmm. back and forth between you and your co-op partner which extends the length of the game dramatically whereas i was playing online yeah. and so like when i'm doing when i'm doing it online with yami like it is us playing, us controlling two different characters and explaining our scenarios to each other of like, oh yeah, I'm over here doing this thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm playing as this person. <clears throat> I'm over here doing this thing. And it kind of goes by at a quicker pace. And like, it's this, I feel like it's like a good, bad thing in both scenarios, because in your case, you get to see the whole story. You get to see all the scenes and like, you get to like get the full picture. Whereas the complaint that me and Yami have always had is like, oh, like, it kind of sucks that, like, I don't know what the other person's doing or, like, yeah. I feel like I'm missing out on entire portions of the story because I'm playing as these characters. But then they have some payoffs for that where it's, like, in... I won't I won't spoil anything, but, like, certain things that certain characters are doing ends up being, like, a, oh, should I tell my partner this? Or, like, oh, do I need to tell my partner this because that's going to help them in their scenario? It becomes mm -hmm. very much like a figuring out how to solve um, uh, the situation sort of thing, which I think re is, is really fun and, and, and really works out. Janet, actually, how do you want to do this? Because like I can go through the rest of my list and then go, like go jump through to your you. list. I'll chime in if I have comments or like additions to add on for them. Okay, okay. So again, going on with the ones that I'm most excited about for this year, Cuphead: The Delicious Last Course. That's coming out on June 30th. Very excited for that. It is. I'm excited for it for two reasons. One, because Cuphead is phenomenal. Two, because I actually never beat Cuphead. Cuphead was one of the games that 
was so difficult that I just gave up <laughs> at a certain point. I yeah. was like, I can't, I love playing this game. This game, it has like one of the best art styles I've ever seen. I love the soundtrack. I love playing it, but I can't beat this game. Um, with the DLC coming through, I want to double back and actually finish Cuphead. Um, and like, you know, I, I got Bear Courtney with me. I got Tim Geddes. I got people that have beaten Cuphead that I'm sure can help me along the way. I want to go back and I want to beat Cuphead and then get into the delicious last course because like, I'm in the mood now. I think I'm in, I'm in the right place where I just want more of that. And I also after coming the, since playing the first Cuphead, I've like gotten into like Bloodborne and Elden Ring and like other difficult games, Returnal, uh, other difficult games that I think <clears throat> have conditioned me to like be down to put up <laughs> with some of the, 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 the difficulty. I think, at least for me, I find Cuphead a bit more difficult than a an Elden Ring or like a an action game because like I think I'm more equipped for something like a From Software game as opposed to a 2D like side scrolling shoot 'em up. Oh, I think I'm just bad at these games. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a small what? playing field too. Like they're totally. I think Cuphead's a great example of like difficulty means something different for everybody based on your background oh, sure. your style and your taste like i can you know play really hard platformers which is why like i at first was like oh cuphead yeah i'll do this and then i'm like oh you're more of a shmup bye <laughs> like and i never went back I, you know i don't know if i'd be better at it nowadays but um yeah i could definitely see how you'd find one easier than the other yeah, yeah, yeah but like nonetheless i'm like excited to try and go back and then be cuphead i might reboot it actually on my um ps5 because i originally played it on xbox because the game came out exclusive on xbox but i think i have it on playstation so this might be just a, an excuse for me to go back and play the full game again and so very excited for that uh saints row is coming out august 23rd very excited for that i'm more so like i it's, it's a bit of morbid curiosity because i want to see them i want to see how they go about it and i want to see them potentially knock it out the park but like i'm open to the idea that the game might come out and it might be a thud like i know it might go either way but i really like saints row i really like the like open world city action like crime games obviously i'm a big grand theft auto fan and like saints row 3 and saints row 4 uh, whenever i go back to, to play them i'm always just like yeah this is just fun this is pure fun i like the chaos i like fucking around i like jumping into cars i like listening to, to the radio stations and i miss i miss that in saints row um because saints row brought that with a specific like over the top, almost like Adult Swim like humor that mm. I miss. You know, earlier on uh, earlier this week, we were talking about on KFTD the Secret of Monkey Island game, the return of Secret of, the return to Monkey Island. Um, Jared Petty came on. He was talking about how like not enough games lean into being funny, and Saints Row is one of those games that leans in real hard to to, to being funny. And like obviously, you know, Saints Row came out early 2010s, late 2000s, and so like a lot of that humor doesn't age as well i'm excited to see them try it again i'm excited to see them try that in a new form in a modern in a modern era and i think that's that's partly why they reboot it is because like saints row at this point feels so old and i think you've got to find ways to make it feel new and for all the stuff that they've shown all the stuff that i saw in my preview i'm like i don't know man i i i think they have the right ideas in mind in terms of how to bring it back and so i'm excited to see what a new saints row looks like um, I think too, it's it's inadvertently kind of a good time for it. I think with like the GTA trilogy, which you know, granted, that's like kind of contentious because some people really like hate like the you know the ways that it was sort of ported over or like not you know fixed up or fixed up not enough. Uh, and then some people are just there for the nostalgia. And then you combine that with like GTA Five finally coming to PS Five, like the next gen version. Like I think it's kind of a people are at least I feel like I'm in that mindset to start making like comparisons and have like a conversation about like what does saints row bring to the table as, especially for me as someone that i i love gta but i've never actually played saints row so like jumping into this i'm i i definitely also you know i didn't i wouldn't pick this up in my draft right if we're thinking of like how yeah. good of this game we think it's gonna be but i think but i you picked, picked it up, up in the draft, draft. yeah, yeah, yeah I, did, I thought I did. that was a mistake 
I, I mean, I look back I at mean, that draft and I think about a lot of mistakes that I might have made. <laughs> you actually, like, I was looking at it the other day and I feel like you have a lot of good games on there. And then there's also Saints Row, which I, there's also I Saints think Row. points on the board. There's also Last of Us Remake, which, like, right. why? Why would I pick Last of Us Remake? I understand there's the reports, but do I think that have... game's coming out this year? Well, yeah, but, like, I don't know. You got a, you got a cloud-heavy list there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Saints Row, even though I don't know how it'll, like, pan out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's like that's very much a wait and see for me. Uh, Sonic Frontiers is also my list. That one doesn't have a date, um, but I'm excited for it just for the fact that like, come on, yesterday I went and watched the Sonic movie. Our Sonic screencast is up right now. I'm literally wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog shirt and a Shadow the Hedgehog chain right is now. Sonic, your favorite franchise? No, um, but I really love the franchise. Like that's the thing is, what I is your think... favorite franchise? Oh, that's tough. Probably either like Metal Gear or yeah, Metal Gear's a good one. Maybe Mario. Mario's for sure up there. Something with an um, M. Yeah, if it has an M in it, I probably like it. Eminem. Uh, the rapper and the candy <laughs> um but yeah no i i think like i think for me it's funny because like i think i give off that i like sonic games more than i do because Is like I, sonic I chain too you're like sonic when i think of when i see sonic i literally think of you to be fair, tim Gettys has the sonic the, chain that's I got how strong shadow. the marketing is in my mind for like you and sonic's relationship i, I was looking... dressed as sonic at one point yeah like you're sonic like what are you talking about so like I was looking through my list of like favorite games of all time that I have like on my GG app, and like I I realized I was thinking about it yesterday actually because the the movie I was like man Sonic isn't anywhere in here I think uh, I I probably should add Sonic Mania in there if I, if if it's not in there but like high up there's like no other Sonic games aside from like maybe Sonic Mania, um and I think for me it is Sonic really is more so of a brand a nostalgia thing it is like a like in the way that people obsess themselves over like Hello Kitty or like any other sort of like weird like oh man i love this thing like i have connections whatever to this thing sonic is kind of that for me like i have memories of playing the games i have like so so many of my friends had different sonic games and different shit that we'd be like oh fuck like oh you got sonic in the black knight oh you got uh the ds battle game oh i've never heard of this i want to check this out right like there is so much branding and so much of a push uh around sonic let alone the multiple cartoons let alone like all these other all, all 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 of these different ways to get into the Sonic brand that for me as a kid growing up, like I look at it in the same way that I look at a Mickey Mouse or I look at like um, uh, a Bugs Bunny or something. Right. Like Sonic for me, is just one of those mascot characters that I just have an appreciation for and a connect, connection to. And I and I do like the games. Right. Like Sonic one through three, I think are, are fantastic games. Sonic Mania, I think, is one of the best games that year. Uh, Sonic Generations, I fucking love. Right. Like there are the games that I think are fantastic. Um, and that's partly why, like. I'm really pulling for Sonic Frontiers because I think for how much of a bummer Sonic um, Forces was, which was the previous Sonic game, right? Like that was the game that was supposed to be the follow up kind of, right? Like the successor to Sonic Generations, which came out and was fucking fantastic back in the early 2010s. Uh, Sonic, Sonic Forces was kind of supposed to be that and it wasn't. It came out and it was a thud. Uh, Sonic Frontiers seems like it's more of a reboot it seems like it's more of a refresh it seems like they're doing something different when the when they showed the trailer at the game awards it was this uh, it was a, it was this thing that a lot of people were comparing to like breath, breath of the wild yeah and like the they're the forgotten landification the, of sonic yeah. exactly and a lot of people in the in their reports like leaking sonic frontiers were saying that like yeah, no, they're making the Breath of the Wild of Sonic games. I still don't believe that. I still don't think that you can make a Breath of the Wild of Sonic games. I don't think that makes sense. What I do think does make sense is them expanding Sonic, right? Like, figuring out how to put Sonic in open environments so that you can solve, like, platforming puzzles at your own pace. Like, I think, I think like, Solar Ash, right? I think, like, The Pathless. I think mm -hmm. that kind of setup for a Sonic game would be dope because, like, both of those games that I just mentioned, 
are so much about their momentum and so much about their the the speed and so much about the movement and they're also like puzzle platformers for all intents and purposes sonic needs to exist in that space i think sonic would would excel being that type of game and i think like in the trailers they also have like um there's like a giant colossal creature that like sonic was climbing i think sonic needs stuff like that right sonic needs like cool fucking like platforming moments it needs cool like stuff to make it feel larger than life right i i I think the stuff that sonic frontiers has shown in the trailer so far has me hopeful that sonic frontiers can be that sonic game that i've been asking for Um, you've sold me on sonic now i'm I'm gonna make sure i try sonic frontiers i my background with sonic is like pretty sparse i'm pretty sure i've played and enjoyed some of the games but it's all kind of hazy like through like something on the gamecube maybe i don't know um but in the modern era like i tried playing sonic mania and i just it it seems like a great game but i couldn't get into it because i can't go fast like i just i didn't get the momentum going like you said the very momentum driven game and i like wasn't able to get into the flow of being sonic so I'm like, I don't think this, I just can't connect with it um, for that reason. But, you know, I'll try again with Frontiers because maybe oh, I'll, yeah. I'll find find the flow to to go fast. And then my, the last one I have on my list of like the thing, the games I'm most excited about. Um, last one is God of War Ragnarok, which I think that's probably, that probably goes for most people that are listening to a PlayStation podcast and they're on PlayStation podcast. Though the one thing is that I'm, I'm starting to get to the point where I am not hopeful this game is coming out this year. I think yeah, this game is Yeah, I'm waiting be for the delay yeah. or the date. You know, I'm not like trying to hope for it to not come out or anything, but I'm like, please just give me the date or just delay it. Like, I just want that. I just want to know, like the waiting is like kind of killing me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And then like there are games, there are the other games, right? The games that I'm looking forward to, but I don't put on the list of like the most excited, but I am still looking forward to, right? Like Midnight Fight Express. That's a cool looking beat em up indie game. Reminds me a little bit of Sifu, but from kind of a top down perspective, that looks really cool. Uh, Stray, uh, we're waiting on a date for that. That game looks dope as hell. The Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe, that comes out April 27th. Um, I'm really excited for that one. It's been literally like almost 10 years since I played Stanley Parable and I remember loving it at the time. And so that goes back to the comedy games and, and they're not being enough, right? Like Stanley Parable is another one of those. And so if you haven't checked out Stanley Parable or if you like walking Sims um, or comedy, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe is Puzzles? one to keep an eye out for. If you Puzzles, like games, maybe. Play yeah. Stanley Parable. I, I don't know if I would call it. I guess it kind of is a puzzle game to some extent. I think it's, so. It's not a it's hard puzzle, puzzle game. Yeah. It's puzzly to like the extent that like walking out. Sims are puzzle games. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, there's. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. Like, you're I guess you wrong. are. You are trying to solve like. Diff- I don't want to. Actually, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't experienced it. Yeah. But like, it can be a bit puzzly for sure. Is that as puzzly as like you know super, super liminal witness. or anything like that or something? Yeah. Uh, and then there's DNF Duel uh, that's coming out June 28th. That's a really cool fighting game that I'm looking forward to. I played the beta uh, this last week weekend, um, and it was really fun. And I talked about it on Gamescast. If you want to hear more about that, and then there's also First Spoken that's coming out October 11th. And that's pretty much my my list of like games i'm looking forward to of course i have blessing super fun game release calendar 2022 trademarked that is on my twitter if you want to go check that out i'm going to pin it as the pin tweet um and like there i have all the games that i plan on playing but yeah as far as like the 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 games that i at least care about this year that's what that looks like for me janet what about you um you pretty much hit most of the ones i had uh little devil inside that's still slated for 2022 it is right okay i have that one on there i know it's that, that's been interesting because it's been like super heavily like marketed um like it's been like a, so much of like playstation stuff it's kind of like their indie game that they're pushing right now i feel like um obviously stray's gotten also some attention but 
it's kind of been like weirdly up and down because like, oh, they showed like more, but now I like it less or I like it more. Or then they had like their like cultural issues of like editing like some of the enemy designs. And then people were like, okay, you know, we the last look we got was the most like vivid look of like kind of the overworld map style thing, like riding the train, you know, talking to like merchants. But I feel like even with that, folks are kind of like, but what? is it like to like what you know what's really going to be the cadence and the flow of this and is that something that appeals to me um i don't have an answer to necessarily either of those i think i'm just kind of struck by the art style of it yeah um and just the idea of adventuring with like light combat which is kind of the general vibe i get from it um so it's definitely one i'm still looking forward to uh and hopefully it ends up uh you know really you know blowing people away because i i definitely think a lot of these like kind of playstation hallmark indies can end up being sleeper hits for the year so i'm hoping that this is one of those uh but we'll have to you know see when it comes out or if we get more information or a demo or just just something to kind of latch onto there uh and then close to the lamb i've mentioned it before on here um mm, yeah it's a devolver digital joint i think it's is it roguelike like basic it has like a fun like kind of uh binding of isaac-esque art style to it and it kind of is like also slightly like cutesy so it's like a weird mix of a lot of i think things we've seen out of like the indie space uh with like base building and like kind of a, a dark layer with like a weirdly cute cartoony wrapping to it uh and that kind of style really appeals to me so that's one that i have on my radar i also think devolver digital for me is quickly becoming kind of like a place that i really look for towards for games it's not quite the level of annapurna for me in terms of my taste but it's like annapurna with a bit of edge like they, instead of going for like story stuff they kind of usually have like a more diverse set of different like genres that they end up um pushing stuff out for and their stuff's oftentimes like very stylized um like more action oriented yeah. like i i really like a lot of stuff they, they put out again not everything hits for me but if i see devolver digital associated it usually makes me pay just a little bit more attention to it because i feel like they have a pretty strong track record for like putting out interesting projects even if they're not always super appealing to me so i think i have looking out for. i have like the, the flip where I think Devolver Digital is more hit than Miss for me than Annapurna. Where like I used I used to be on the side of like Annapurna announces a game. I'm when they in put it. out that twelve minutes, I was like, when they put out twelve <laughs> minutes, that's what soured me the most. That was why I was like, all right, I can't I can't just play every single Annapurna game now. I gotta yeah. pick and choose because like it was that, and then that was follow. There was like a couple of games in that in that instance because I think it was that. I think it was the what was the rock and roll game that Tim Gettys loved. The 2d well, one. Oh Artful yeah escape. i didn't like that either Artful escape yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah i really didn't like that game either <laughs> i didn't i didn't dig that one like there, i think there are a few other devo- um annapurna games as well that yeah. came out that, like i know that were for some people i think that's the, that was the main thing for me is that like you know it's not like they're putting out dud after dud or anything like that i think it's more so they're putting out games that are going to hit real people with different tastes. And like even the Artful Escape, like I was not, I was mad at 12 minutes. I wasn't mad at the Artful Escape. I was just bored yeah, I wasn't with it. mad. I was, yeah. Um, yeah. 12 minutes I was, was like, the only game that I felt like was bad. The other stuff was more like, okay. Like when, when those games came out, I felt like my old saying, I'm like, Annapurna can do no wrong. I'm like, well, yeah, they're, you know, they have different games that they put out. Yeah. Like it's not going to be the everything that I thought it was. And I, and I'm not, I'm not going to also say that like, um devolver can't do no wrong either because like devolver they publish so many games that i'm not going to play all their games but then like oh, yeah i think i then like noticed that there's enough of their games where i'm like 
oh shit, this is really really my shit, right? Like Inscription came out late last year, and that game was dope as hell, right? Like they had Death's Door, they had Boomerang X. Um, there's a game called Sludge Life that they that they published that like I've always wanted to play that I've I've not made the time to. Maybe I'll put that in my in my um thing that next segment when we're talking when we're talking about backlogs. But like there's that, right? Like they had uh, uh Ape Out, they had Minute, right? Like Trek to Yomi is them as well. Trek to Yomi is them, and that's one that I pr- should probably add to my list as well, right? Like that's the game that yeah, I'm looking too, forward yeah. to. Um, I I really want to like. It's funny because that's one that like I, I watch the trailers and I'm like, this looks really cool, but I'm not gonna trust it until I have it in my hands and I'm playing it. Like I could easily see that game being like, oh, actually, never mind, this is boring. But also, I could also see it being like, a, oh fuck, this shit is next level, almost like a seafood kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Trek to Yomi looks dope as hell too. Um, do you have anything else on your list? Uh, that's it from like PlayStation specific stuff for now. But yeah, that's that's my list. So Janet, we laid out what the rest of 2022 looks like. Pretty much for us, right? I'm sure that I know there's way more games out there mm-hmm. that people are looking forward to. And of course, Greg Miller's not here, and I'm sure he will tell you that there's an Avengers update going going on in the fall that he's very excited about. But we don't have time to talk about. You'd bring up Gotham Knights as well. Who'd bring up Gotham? I did actually have Gotham Knights on oh, my yeah. list, and then I deleted it because I wanted to like be concise. But yeah, Gotham Knights, I'm excited for that as well too. I think that's an exciting time. Uh, you gonna play with me? Or are we gonna do co-op? Sure. Do you want? You, we we need a game to play together. We've never played a game together, really. I don't think other than FIFA. So, aside from FIFA. Yeah, which like I mean, that is a game, but it's not like we're do- working what toward a goal UFC? together. Why are we gonna play UFC? Yeah, and I installed it, and I think I hate deleted it because you never installed it. I don't think. Did you? Did you ever install I it? Because think... I installed it. It took up so much of my drive, and then at a certain point, I'm like, I was duped. Like I was lied to. I might have not, also, not again, installed it. That doesn't count as something. Just let's just. I have it though. I did claim it. I claimed Wait, it no. specifically for I you. I have it installed. I have EA UFC okay. four installed. I'm not gonna lie, I might have deleted it, but I did install at the time and it took a long time. It was like 40 gigs. It was like dozens of minutes <laughs> waiting to not play this game with you. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we should f- do something that's more, you know, campaign focused, like a campaign thing would be fun. Okay. Oh, let's keep a lookout. Maybe the quarry. Maybe we can do the quarry. We could. I have to check with my brother because I normally play those games with him. But yeah, and I also got to check. Let's not do the court because I also have you to check. You know what I mean? Like, right? Like, I don't want to. We can't game cheat on like who we already are like That's squatted true. up with. You know what I mean? We'll find something. F- new- we'll find a neutral place to like join Gotham the Knights. PlayStation party. Yeah, new- the most Gotham neutral might be the place one. of all time. I'll see you in like what November for that game or October. I'll see you in October. Sure, but like you have to actually show up like don't be like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry like something you know don't don't bullshit me here i'm no i'm definitely here's the thing i'm definitely playing gotham knights will i have a review code maybe if if everything goes well yeah will you have a review code at the same time that's gonna be the question because if it's if if that that could mess things up if you don't get a code if i do because i'm not i'm not gonna wait to play this game with you jana i I, that is fair (laughs) And that's not, you know, I, I know that's harsh for yeah, you listening. Yeah, we're, call, we're calls, you know? Like, it is. I know y'all are like, damn, it. like, Blessing's going real hard. But here's the thing. I'm not waiting to play Gotham Knights. <laughs> as soon as I get that Fair. game in my hand, I'm playing it. Um, okay. Janet, I want to start with you in this conversation. Because we're about to talk about Backlog. Now that we've gotten our 2022 pretty much out the way in terms of what the rest of the schedule looks like. Um, the next couple of months are what I'm calling Backlog season. Because there aren't that many video game releases coming through, right? Like, I, again, I say it, right? Like, early... The games that are slated but don't have dates for me are Neon White, Stray, and, and uh, there's the play date also. For May, in terms of release dates, Trek to Yomi is coming to PS5 May 5th. Um, and then, oh, I almost forgot about April. At April, End of April, we're getting uh, Stanley Parable for PS5, April 27th, and then Nintendo Switch Sports. And so, like, it's a pretty chill month for me, at least. I know other people have other games they're playing, especially Barrett Courtney, who apparently is playing every single game that's coming out in April. Janet? 
this backlog season, what are you planning to play? What are you playing in okay. the meantime? All right. Here, so I divided this. I have a long list. I'm going to try to spend too much time on all of these because there's a lot of them. I have, and I also use GG app to like organize my stuff. So I pulled a lot of that info from here. And then I went to my PlayStation installed to see the ways I was lying to myself, especially with those smaller files. I'm like, oh, this indie game, I'll get around to this at some point. I'm not, I'm probably not going to. Currently playing, um, I would like to do the Horizon Forbidden West Platinum. That could be a slow burn for me. I feel like when the mood strikes or if I want to do a stream or something, okay. Weird West. Um, I think I have to finish that game. It's pretty short, um, you know, spoilers. I think there is a layer of like a potential kind of multiple playthrough angle again, without giving too much away. But I think just getting two credits is only a few hours, I think. So, and I, I'm two hours in. I haven't tried Wait, four. For Weird that's, West? Yeah, that's what I heard, but I had I haven't looked too much into it. Okay. Like, I don't want to- I heard I that wanna... is like a 20 hour game. I heard it's that if you're doing like, all of the layers which gotcha. some might argue is the whole experience so like that one's so kind of we're, up in we're the talking air. like a near automata kind of situation almost yeah but i don't know if it's as hard i feel like near autonomous uh, i feel like near is the only game where like for real for real you really do have to play like all of the layers to like get it all because a lot yeah, of times i'm like do you need to or do you that in resident evil 2 are the only games that i feel like you kind of need to do all the sides if you really want to have the whole thing i don't know if weird west is that deep or if it's mm. just like oh it's like a fun fact that you can like go back and see it from different angles kind of you know um so i don't know about that one weird west but i liked what i played so far two hours in uncharted 4 we already know the story of that you can dig into me in a second Sackboy, big adventure i did not beat it yet but we did play it we did play it we played it together we're gonna play again i think this weekend solar ash question mark heavenly bodies that one's just hanging in the wind because isaiah doesn't want to finish it with me uh he i'm like when do you want to play it again he's like i don't know i'll let you know he's never gonna hit me up i've i'm gonna do i'm i'm this close to deleting it but i can't delete it because if i delete it then we'll definitely never play because we're not gonna wait for it to install and then on an impulse on a random like tuesday night i bought bully on the ps5 so me, and i didn't play it but i also didn't play, I, started, bully. I started playing it like years ago because i bought it on like what I used to have is this other PSN account that like I started when I like started working in the industry because I made like a second one and then I switched over. So like that one was on that account. That account is dead. It's in the it's floating in the ether. So I bought Bully because it was on sale and I, I liked what I played of it. I played like, you know, a few hours before. So but then I didn't even play it that night. I just bought it like in a it was like a fever dream situation. Mm. So that's that's what I would really like to get to. I have more for like want to play and shelves and abandoned. But that's that's what's really on my mental plate right now. I know, you know, folks watching the show and listening cannot see the document. Janet has many bullet points. I'm not even counting. I, I probably could go through and count. But it, it, Janet has a lot of games listed for her backlog. And Janet's not playing most of the most of these games. It is not happening. Um, I can just you know I can go Moss through mine. Too? I'll see you there at the end when I get the I, VR headset I'll go out. through mine real quick and then I'll toss it back to you because mine's going to sure. be pretty brief, right? Like I have I have mine uh, segmented in three categories. My currently ongoing games that I'm playing currently, games that I need to get back to, and then my dream scenario game, right? Games that I'm playing ongoing right now is WWE 2K22. I'm still enjoying that. I still keep hopping in to like get in wrestle, uh, uh, some matches and like uh, keep. I, I'm continuing to level up uh, in my faction mode, so I'm having fun with that. Returnal for the Ascension update. You know, I keep I keep dipping back back into the tower of sisyphus i'm not spending as much time as i want to playing returnal um mainly because like i'm finishing up some other games like i am on the final boss of final fantasy origin stranger paradise right now and i'll talk about that later in the show but like i'm gonna have that game beat in like an hour of playing or so so i'm not necessarily even including that in, in here but yeah i guess you can throw that in there if you want yeah stranger paradise and then also uh, genshin impact i want to start playing uh, playing again um i've 
been on hiatus during this review season and i've not touched the game since like early january late december and so i want to get back to that because like it's that's my comfort game that's a game that i i think it's half and half of it's just an ongoing like thing that like i can do my dailies i can just knock out this thing and feel like i'm making progress in something but then also on the other half it is comfort in the way that so uh, mechanically a lot of it is breath of the wild like where like you just have an open world you can kind of go whatever do explore you have the art style and, and like a, a world that evokes Breath of the Wild's Hyrule, and then also um, like even sound effects and even like the way the game controls, all this stuff kind of feel reminds me of that. And so it's very comforting in that way, and I really like like it for that. Uh, in terms of games I need to get back to, Mass Effect Two I started in January. Uh, I got about nine hours in, and then I got in I got in the code for Dying Light Two and Horizon and all this stuff, and I had to take time off from Mass Effect 2 to play those. Now that we're winding down on review season, I think I'm going to pick Mass Effect 2 back up because I was really enjoying that. And I really like Mass Effect 1 when I played it last year. And so like I'm sold on the Mass Effect franchise and I want to, I want to get back to it and, and play more and enjoy it. But so far I'm enjoying that. I want to get back to it. And then the other game I want to get back to is Guardians of the Galaxy because I had played most of it right during our uh, for our review last year uh tried to play more of it got extremely bored and tired of the actual gameplay and the combat in the game and it sucks because like i really like the story and i really like the characters and i really like the world and all this stuff but the gameplay bored me so much that i just couldn't do it anymore i had to put it down um i think now i've had enough time passed to where i think i can pick it up and be down to get into some of that uh, uh the combat specifically i can get i can be down to get get back into that again and wrap up the what like four chapters maybe three chapters that i have left in the game oh, um, which only be a few hours. It, it might only be three or four chapters but it keeps going oh it just really? keeps going if if Blessing, i think i keep the game, do not credit what? start rolling and the game keeps going god damn it if I, if I play this game for more than four it? hours I want to finish it because I do want to know the ending of the story. And okay. I also, I know Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is going to come out someday. And I mm -hmm. want to be ready for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Because I have that in my abandoned. Because I, and I played way less than you though. So I will admit that if I was you, I might feel the same way about just like, mm -hmm. let me just knock it out because I'm close. But I'm like, you know, I'm just not. And I like the story a lot. Like, I thought the story was awesome. Uh, even early on, which I know some people think that it's kind of like a slow start. Like, I loved it from the jump. But, yeah, I just don't like the gameplay. I do find the gameplay to be very rote. Um, and it is it is a game. And I think a game where you don't like the gameplay is not a game that I, I at least want to play. I get maybe you want to go through it for the story. But... I don't know. And I, and I felt the same way as you because I'm like, I know this is going to come up and like superhero games are so like popular and stuff too. Like I really want to, like I wanted to beat it to say I beat it to have a more rounded and like holistic opinion on it for content purposes. But I'm like, you know, do you need, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like you don't need I it to that. like analyze Guard, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You know what I mean? I feel like you know what you know, which is the story is good and the gameplay is not good. But yeah. I don't, I need that two hours in. You're like but, nine hours in. It's still true. And my thing is like, I am a fan of the story, right? Like, it'd be one thing if I, if like, I was like, I don't like the gameplay and the story. It is might be YouTube o'clock, you know? Like, I don't. <laughs> YouTube no commentary. The, let's play. Just watch the rest of the cutscenes. No, uh, and like, I, I, I want, I want to go through it because, like, I, yeah, I'm a fan of the story, right? I really do like the story, and I, like, oftentimes I'll ask myself, like, oh fuck, I do want to, I want to see through the end. I want to know like how these characters end up. Like, I can guess because it's Guardians of the Galaxy and it's a superhero story. Like, I assume everybody's not gonna fucking die unless Thanos pops up or something like that and he just snaps or does something crazy like that. I don't think that happens. If that happens, that's gonna be fucking crazy. But I, I do want to see it through the end. Um, and yeah, like. I, I don't have qualms with putting down a game that I'm just not enjoying. And that's pretty much what I did for Guardians. But 
I think now I'm starting to get back to the place where I'm ready, right? I don't think I don't think it's going to be too much of a grind for me. I think that's where I was, where 12 hours in, I'm playing this game, and I'm going through the same gameplay loop, and I'm like, okay, I'm starting, I'm starting to suffer. I'm starting to just not like this at all, right? And like putting it down, taking a break, coming back to it. I don't think I'm going to hit that same level of suffering. I think I'm just going to be like, cool, you know, I'm going to shoot some guys, punch some guys, do the what the party move i forget what it's called the um tag in thing yeah uh, like rally or something hype, i don't know up. <laughs> what is this random names we can call it um fuck what was it called I, whatever it doesn't matter i'll do I this don't know. The power it's bothering move. me yeah it's bothering me too i called it Someone hype in the up chat sounded, what, it's, in the called, chat. it's something party oh, party time i don't know how to google that rager uh uh team power it's Sonic like, Heroes. Go team! Like I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. Pep talk. Um, Wait, is yeah, it? I think it might be, yeah, a huddle. Huddle. huddle? It's like a huddle. It's a huddle meter or something. Let's see. It's definitely like there's a huddle meter, and it might be called team huddle then or something. I love that we're stopping the whole podcast. To, no, to I mean this is like it. look until someone finds the answer. I'm like googling it now. I'm on screen right. I think it's called huddle. But I don't know for sure. Let's as as, just move on with our lives. As you're <laughs> looking it up, right? Yeah, that's a game that I, I I do want to get back to. And then my last one is my dream scenario game where if I find myself bored as hell and it seems like I have a lot of time to jump into a new game, I want to jump in. Ooh, actually, I have two of these. It is I'm the gonna, huddle. It is the huddle? Yeah. What, what an unexciting name for I that I mean, you mechanic. are huddling. That is what you do. So... I feel like I, I feel like I threw out like ten better names. I hate that mechanic. Also, like it's a, I know people I find it really it. heartwarming. I don't like it. Don't it was like great it. in the first five hours. By the time I was doing it, like the eighteenth time, I was like, "All right, I'm done." And I would I would always accidentally do it. That that'd be the worst thing is that like you press L one to ready up your uh, secondary ability, and then if you press, I think it's R one, which you would press with some other button that was also another button used for a different thing and I, was, I would always accidentally activate it very frustrating but my dream scenario game i have two i have two i just added one more the first one i had here was crosscode because i downloaded that forever ago and it continues to stare at me on my playstation 5 whenever i go to my downloaded games um because like so many people recommended crosscode to me when i put out the question of like what's a game with 10 out of 10 combat and 10 out of 10 puzzles People were like, mm -hmm. yo, play some CrossCode. You'll love it. And so, like, I want to check out CrossCode because that's also a game that I think just looks generally cool. Whenever I see gameplay of it, I'm like, oh, it looks like a fun time. Uh, and then Dark Souls. I want to go back and play through the Dark Souls franchise. Um, I, I loved Elden Ring so much. I put in 90 hours to Elden Ring, and I do want to, like, go back and, like, catch up on the series. I don't. Who knows when I actually do that? That's going to be for when I have the free time and when I... When I um, have the bandwidth and the willingness to, like, jump into Dark Souls. But after playing Elden Ring, I'm like, dude, I can play... I can play anything now. I can play any from software game and, and understand the mechanics and understand exactly what they want me to do. That's how I feel. Are you worried you might not enjoy it as much, given like how different it is than Elden Ring? No, because like I like I, I mean I I love Sekiro. I love Bloodborne. You're still rolling. <laughs> I love Elden Ring. I can't imagine Dark Souls and Demon Souls for that matter are that different mechanically to where all that stuff wouldn't hit the same way. I think my one fear would be how old does it feel because i imagine that like you know demon souls obviously came out um in like what 2009 and the demon souls remake go goes a long way in terms of polishing it up and doing all that but then you have dark souls which has remasters doesn't really have a remake and so when i jump into that game that is going to be me jumping into an older game i think that is going to be the thing that might make me go like i might feel some of the oldness there um but if, if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't like i'm 
if, if I if I'm not feeling Dark Souls, it won't be the end of the world for me because at that point I'm just jumping back into Elden Ring then, um, or Bloodborne or any any of these other games. But that is my list. That's Janet, not too bad. I know you have way more <laughs> on your list. Oh yeah, like I mean I don't even know if it's worth. I'm just gonna shout these out quickly and then go into like what I'll actually be playing. So I have like mm. my want to play, which I try to keep pretty th- pretty thin because I could go really like hardcore and be like I want to finally play um, you know Bioshock. Like I talk, I mention that every now and then on content, um, but I don't have that on here because I know I'm that's like pretty. I just know I'm not going to play it anytime soon, so I don't list it. Uh, but like Lego Star Wars, um, that's going to be contingent. A lot of these are tied to each other, I think, because <laughs> I'm like, I really want to hold back. I'm like, I don't want to do, again, the Lego Star Wars thing, uh, which I might end up playing with Isaiah instead, because um, we had a couple, like, uh, f- like a lot of the games I ended up playing with Isaiah, it turns out that we also kind of had, like, similar, like, me and you with the FIFA thing, where they were all kind of the same sort of games, like, kind of minigame-esque style. Like, we played Fogs together, which we never beat, Heavenly Bodies, and Kiwi, and they're all, I mean, I like all those games a lot, but they're very, like, they're all, like, physics movement-based, kind of like, you know, it's like Overcooked-style games, right, where they're all kind of scratching the same itch, and I think it's one that's more appealing to me than Isaiah as well. Um, so we're thinking LEGO Star Wars might be like, okay, let's start with, like, something more traditional um, in terms of a campaign. Mothbook 2, I'd like to get to that at some point. I don't know. Alan Wake, I just put that on there because I know I want to play it because I never did, um, but I really like, you know, controls. So I want to dig into all the remedy stuff. That ends up being also poignant for stuff that's coming out, which we'll get to later. Uh, then my maybe Ghostwire Tokyo, like I have it. And like, I kind of hate being that person who like, not that there's anything wrong with this because like, I think you should game how you want to game. Like if you only want to play games to get like nines or tens or eights or threes, like whatever you want to do, like live your life. But I'm like, oh, I was going to play it. But then like I found out that like, oh, it's not that good. And now I don't want to play it. And I kind of hate that. Like I kind of just want it. You know what I mean? But I can't unring that bell of knowing that like almost no one I know loves it. So I'm like, well, is I mean, you can still play it, right? Time? What if yeah. they're all wrong? Right. That's, that's, that's the thing. But I'm like, I know they're not like, I don't know. It's like, do I want to put in the, and then how, the classic question of like, how much time do I want to give to that? If I want to give any time to it. Um, I have this Pyro Ignited trilogy that I bought on a, a sale and I have like two indie games like installed and then I have stuff I gave up on. So the shelf that I may, I may never get back to like Ra- Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I don't know what's going to happen with that. That is currently shelved. I don't know. Damn. Uh, you so, know, along with Psychonauts 2, I guess. Psychonauts 2 is abandoned. It's like below shelved. That's like <laughs> probably abandoned is what, again, this is all GGF terminology. Abandoned is like, I don't think I'm ever really going back to this, but like, maybe one day i'm digging through the dumpster of my gaming life and i pick this up and i'm like this and some of these games are good like it's not like the games are necessarily bad like people have elden ring i don't think it's for me it's in the abandoned gta trilogy i actually really like and would love to finish but i don't think i'm getting to that anytime soon so it's abandoned hot wheels unleashed same deal liked it abandoned psychonauts 2 didn't like it abandoned guardians we just talked about abandoned forgotten city i wasn't like super hot on and then i kind of knew the ending already anyway so i was like okay i'm not getting to this um but yeah i think trying to be realistic reel myself further in i try to get stuff as low as i can horizon forbidden west platinum i'd like to keep exploring that that's gonna be on my list weird west because that just came out i want to do that uncharted 4 i'm working on it's got to set up a time to like do i think i'm like a good amount of sessions away though which is like rough because i'm only like halfway through the game i think based on what chat was saying yesterday like two days ago um bully i don't know i bought it because i want to have fun so I'll, maybe one day i'll just boot that up i don't know if i'll stream it or what and then sackboy i am actively working on we're on the last world we have one oh I think, nice i think there's only one world to go i mean according to the map i didn't look up a guide to double check like if like secretly the other half of the game opens and then i'm just fucked but 
Um, That's my biggest fear yeah. sometimes when I'm like, man, this game is about to wrap up. And then like, what? If, but I'm like, what if there's another half that I don't know yeah. about? What if it just keeps on going? What if it's or the like last, the last level has eight levels inside of it? And now you're like, mm -hmm. well, I said I was going to finish it. And now I'm up till three in the morning working on this. Um, so, yeah, I think realistic. Those are my what three, five. And, and, and the things that I'm, I think I'm going to like lightly couch are like Solar Ash, which I liked. OK, um, you know, I wasn't in love with it, but I, I like it as like we're skating around and stabbing things in the eye. I, I like that. So I'm like, of cool. course, satisfying. Um, yeah. Heavenly Bodies. I enjoyed again. That's with Isaiah and Fox is also with Isaiah. So yeah, I, I need you to know that you have 25 games on your list. Just so you know, <laughs> you have 25 games. And it's funny you say bully too, because Mike and I were on stream yesterday, and we uh we we had chat vote on what what I was gonna do next the next time I hang out on stream, uh, continue God of War or uh, start up Bully Scholarship Edition, and chat really wanted nice. bully, so we're gonna we're gonna. Bully's play fun. Bully. Like I played, so and you know I know some elements maybe like don't age as well oh, or whatever, yeah. but on the on the whole, most though, Rockstar I was games like, though have those aspects. <laughs> yes, but on the whole, I was surprised that like there wasn't an insane amount of that you know um it's a very and like i love like i was so into bully like playing it um like the, you can skateboard there's like these fun quests they have like you can go to english class and like do like i think that game is like such a freaking blast um and i've played it i've started a couple times that's a classic like a game i've played and i know pretty well but i've never actually finished and, like um, you're into, i've done the same thing with you're bully. into the like game sometimes for the drama and like janet it's like classic fucking high school yes. drama shit. Like, it, and it like. Dude, do I need to replay Bully? You guys yeah, are like, like hang out with us Honestly, on our streams like, when we do it because it's gonna be a fucking blast. And that's why I bought Bully again. And it was like super cheap. It was like eight bucks or something like that, yeah. which to me is like pretty affordable. Um, like, I bought Bully and I want to play Bully because I know like that's guaranteed just good time. Not that these yeah. other games aren't awesome games like Horizon, Uncharted, Weird West, Sackboy, like all different forms of fun. But like Bully is just pure like blockbuster energy joy to me you yeah. know and you just made a bunch quality. of other great games and you're like but bully horizon one of like, one of rockstar's best games people would argue is bully you know and i like, love yeah. horizon like that's probably that's my favorite game on this list that's the best game i think on the list of these games that i'm listing off mm. but like bully i just know it's gonna be like it's gonna be fun it's gonna be weird it's gonna be surprising you know i'm picking locker locks and like i'm oh i'm in the i, can't, I, I got kicked out because it's like the girls dormitory and i'm like reading yeah. flyers I'm right there with you. my parents like it's it's like a certain kind of fun that doesn't mean that it's better than horizon but like was, I, I just thought it was a funny bully. it was a funny list and then you didn't get to be like but bully is different no, but man, also but like, let's put some I'm respect barry barry was talking about how you argue that bully could be the best uh, let's put some respect on the warriors that came out on ps2 all right warriors fucking fantastic game one of the best that's why i said ever one of the best blessing. of course i'm just saying there's a lot of rockstar games that came out on ps2 all right and all of them I, like, like the obviously best. the best one is table tennis I mean, obviously, we're not talking about table tennis right now. People know about table table tennis now. That's a masterpiece. I'm talking about the Warriors. I'm talking about Midnight Club Double Edition. I've never played Double Edition. I've always wanted to, but I, GTA I San Andreas. Rockstar is goaded. They're no, a goaded like like developer. Bring me GTA Six, Janet. Before we talk about Tomb Raider in the next Max Payne games, I want to tell people out there about Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games where they can go and get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. 
Shout out to MapleStory for sponsoring this episode. After 17 years of rich MMO gameplay wrapped in a unique 2D side-scroller, MapleStory is ready to proudly lean into its cute, pixelated aesthetic. The aggressively cute campaign aims to showcase the unexpected juxtaposition of cuddly, smiley characters with rich, multi-layered MMO gameplay. The campaign focuses on telling a story of immense character customization, a vast array of weapons and mounts to choose from, a seemingly endless horizon of lands to explore in battle, all while dealing huge amounts of damage to monsters of all shapes and sizes. I know a lot of people out there love Maple Stories. Hey, come check out this armed and adorable campaign. This is your world. With over 40 classes and thousands of cosmetic customization options, you can play how you want. And there's just so much good stuff. 18 years of content, no signs of slowing means you'll never get bored. You can go to maplestory.nexon.net. That's maplestory.nexon.net for more, or you can just click the link in the description. This episode is brought to you by me undies i love me undies you guys have heard me talk about me undies for years at this point i'm always wearing the me undies shirt the me undies lounge pants the me undies undies the me undies socks i can go on and on and on if me undies putting out a product chances are tim gettys is wearing them. the me undies membership is literally designed to make your life easier with free shipping and returns on every order savings on virtually everything they make exclusive sales and early access to their newest stuff there's kind of no reason not to join get super soft undies bralettes or socks shipped directly to your door and live a more comfortable life knowing you always have what you need at your fingertips when you step out of the shower. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you. Any first-time purchasers, you can get 15% off. For a limited time, if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you can get 25% off your first membership item. To get 25% off your first membership item or 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kinda funny. Janet? What happened this week in PlayStation? It's hopes and dreams hour, even though this is going to take an hour. But uh, it's all about, you know, upcoming games. So first we got hopes and dreams for the next Tomb Raider, uh, pulling from Ash Parish at The Verge with the headline, Crystal Dynamics announces the next Tomb Raider built in Unreal Engine 5. Buried at the tail end of, the article reads, buried at the tail end of Epic Games' state of Unreal presentation was the news that Crystal Dynamics is working on a new entry in the Tomb Raider series. Tomb Raider launched on the original PlayStation in 1996 and has spawned numerous sequels, a reboot, and three movies. It's been four years since the last Tomb Raider game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, launched to tepid reviews, and it is not known if this new game will continue where Shadow left off. React. Um, sorry, Greg Miller, that Avengers seems like it's uh, the time's counting down on that one. Um, but also, this is exciting. The sun right? is setting. The sun is setting on Avengers. What's the fuck? What's the Hulk phrase? The sun is sun's coming down, roll, big guy. Uh, sun's getting real low. Sun's getting real low. Sun's getting real low. Um, I think this is exciting, right? Like Crystal, Crystal Dynamics returning to Tomb Raider. Uh, uh, they mentioned that like Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, came out to like somewhat type of reviews, and I think part of that is they transitioned that over to Idols Montreal, right? And so Crystal Dynamics didn't get to like have their hands on with that one. Um, and so like being able to to have that time off from Tomb Raider and then make it uh, make Avengers and then like be able to return back to tomb raider return to tomb raider uh i think that's cool i think you know it's been i so like the the last tomb raider game i played was the tomb raider reboot that came out in like 2013 i want to say and i had a fantastic time with it i i'm curious to see like what they do with this next one that gets people hype i think that's what i'm like that's what i'm dying to see like what does that reveal trailer look like like 
what is going to be the gimmick or what is going to be like, is it going to be a revamped Lara Croft? Like, how do they go about it? That's kind of where I'm at. Like, Janet, I don't know if you have hype for a new Tomb Raider game. Yeah, um, I my history of Tomb Raider is pretty sparse. I've only played, I think I was Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I always mix up like the last two, basically. I think I actually it's was Rise playing Shadow, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Shadow's the Shoot, third was one. I, playing, I was playing Rise, I think. What's the one that starts off and then there's like that big ass bear? So like the bear in the that could, be, that could be it's all like, of them yeah, really? all i know is, is that lara she, croft is in the hands she, in that game is she always fighting a bear like she's always fighting time? like I, I, whatever I the most dangerous thing is uh is siberian wilderness like is she always in siberia i don't know like the, if it's I'm winter really then it's probably rise. Rise. that was the, that was the second one that was rise. yeah okay cool um yeah i enjoyed that one um for the bit that i did play i just never finished it like i just felt i fell off like fairly early so i wouldn't say i have like a lot of big comments on that um also so this is my backlog thing growing again. What Tomb Raider game should I play before? Or should I not play any and just go in cold? Like, what should I, what I really, is, what's the recommendation I really, here? I really liked the original reboot Tomb Raider, right? Like, I like the one that came out in 2013. Then you can get that remastered for PS4. Rise of the Tomb Raider gets a lot of love. I, I forget what score IGN gave it. It might have been a 10. I think Ryan McCrafty might have given that one a 10. I'm sad because, like, I would have played that at launch. But that was, that was the Tomb Raider game that came out exclusively on Xbox, if you remember this. And, like, yep. at the time, I didn't have an Xbox. And also, it came out the same day as Fallout 4. Um, and so, like, I was doubling down on Fallout 4 as a big Fallout fan. Uh, and so, like, that's one that I never came back around to. And, then like, I feel like I feel like since then, there's been kind of, like, a chill. No pun intended because it's winter. But, like, chill on Tomb Raider. IGN um, gave it a 9.3. A 9.3 is what they gave it, it which is Lucy a really incredible O'Brien score. who reviewed that. Oh, then I definitely heard like Ryan McCaffrey talk about it on, on Unlocked then. He was giving it all the praise. Um, but like people seem to love that one. And that's one that I also like, I think I came back around and started it, but like never actually made my, 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 my way through it. Like I would say if you want to, if you if you feel like it's necessary to hop back into Tomb Raider, I would say just hop in and rise of the Tomb Raider. It seems like that's the best one. And this will be like the third time I'm restarting Rise of the Tomb Raider because I keep I keep getting to like the interrogation scene and then I just stop, which I know is like super early. Um, but yeah, I was I was really impressed by like all the systems and then especially given like when the game came out, like it didn't like I had played that only a few years ago and it didn't feel like any sense of old. Um, yeah, I mean, this is not just more Uncharted, which Uncharted is Tomb Raider. It goes the opposite direction. But like, is this too? Am I going to be burnt out from Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy? I don't think so. Like, I think the gameplay is different enough. Like, yeah, Yeah, because of the bears. Because the bears, and like, yeah, it is adventuring. It is like raiding tombs and shit, right? Like, but but I think what separates Tomb Raider from Uncharted is Tomb Raider feels a bit. It feels like it dials down the cinematic nature of the game and dials up like the exploration and dials up like the crafting and like more of the gameplay side of things, which I actually really liked about Tomb Raider. That was the thing that I liked about Tomb Raider more than I liked about Uncharted, right? Like, I liked the way that game played. I liked the systems. I liked the bow and arrow. I liked the weapons. Like, I liked the actual feel of gameplay more in Tomb Raider than in Uncharted. Though, like, cinematic-wise and story-wise, I think I always preferred Uncharted more than Tomb Raider. It's that give and take. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you're somebody who... If part of the reason why you don't love Uncharted is the gameplay, I think you might find some things to love a bit more in Tomb Raider. Um... And also, like, it's not as Tomb Raider. I wouldn't say is as like pulpy as Uncharted. Like, Uncharted yeah. feels like such a blockbuster, moment to moment, characters are quippy as hell kind of story, uh, kind of kind of experience. Tomb Raider, I think, is a bit more toned down. Like, it's it feels a bit more serious. Like, Lara Croft isn't like 
quipping left and right. She's dying brutally, <laughs> like very yeah. brutally with um, all the death. Like, that was the thing that stuck effect? out to me in 2013 when I played Tomb Raider. Like she's getting getting impaled. She's getting yeah. stomped on. Yeah, I wish they didn't do that. I don't think you need to do that. It's kind of weird, but that I don't know. I don't, uh, they might have stopped. I don't know if they kept doing that. I Shadow. hope not. If they did, I'd like that. I mean, that's not, a the very only 2013 game... thing, though, too. Like Last of Us did that shit. Yeah, but like Last of Us is like post-apocalyptic. Yeah, like, the only brutal. the only games I think are like I like those kind of things for would be you know Last of Us. I feel like that's more the thing that happens because it's like I don't know like you're getting torn. Yeah, that's how you die. Like you get torn into something. It'd be weird if they just fell down. Um, but like that, and then like horror games. I think like when it's like when it's appropriate for the setting. And I get that, like, you know, she's hardcore in the wild and, like, it would be crazy if you were killed by a bear. But, like, do I need to watch it that vividly? <laughs> it's, like, like, it's like if Nathan you know Drake, I mean? you know, it's like if death, death animations of, for, for Uncharted were, like, Nathan Drake getting his arms torn off slowly. And, like, you as a player yeah. having to watch 10 seconds of that. You know, like, that's kind of what Tomb Raider kind of did for 2013. Um, but, again, from, from that brief time with Sh uh, Shadow, too, like, Keegan Hill in the chat, uh, you know, backstage points out that there's a lot more, like, surviving and crafting, like, almost similar to Horizon in some senses. And okay, that's what the, the big thing that stuck out to me. We don't call it backstage. We call them the trogs, okay? Yeah, you know, I knew one of y'all was going to mention that. I was just wondering who it would be and it's to no surprise it's barrett courtney of course um but i mean barrett's the one that it, barrett's the all-seeing eye barrett knows everything i'm a big he's fan like, of mid max that ben hansen like, knows how to host a podcast he's like what year is you what know this thing? i got it what what footage it's here already it's ready now um but yeah i think i god when am i dipping back into this though we'll see i don't know you don't, we'll see also, don't have it. you also barrett, know, but like there's just so much going on all the time it. I'm sending you a thing and ask this bear then. I hope it's like to prove that you're a better host than the Min Max crew. <laughs> it's like my whole spiel that I've been making for yeah, this like exact what? moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm so curious what this is. Nothing um, can stop, you know, Ben and uh, Kyle Hillier, you know, the great rapport. Um, oh, what is happening what, here? What about okay, the on, Jan on, Janet on. and Blessing rapport. Yeah, I don't know if you you've heard this podcast. Let's let's take all this energy that we're putting in right now, all right, and redirect it toward John Drake and how oh he's, <laughs> he's over there sitting at Disney what doing is nothing. What's happening here? I did not play enough. I don't think I rolled credits on this game. This game is brutal. Like right now, for audio listeners, ah! I'm showing, I am showing what death scenes in Tomb Raider looks like. This game was brutal as hell. Like, look at this. Like, she just what? got fucking yeah, impaled like, by a man. In the, this is too yeah, much. Like, right, another right, scene where like, like it, we, we don't have to show much of this because like this is a family podcast. But like, oh look at this. Oh my god, that's what I'm talking yes. about. It is like it is straight. It up is so fucking film. brutal. This game for no reason. Like. Like I don't know what's with that. Um, so uh, I'd like that to be less there in the future. So that that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, but speaking of looking forward to things, uh, next up we got Remedy and Rockstar Games announced Max Payne One and Two remake for PS5. This comes over from Matt Kim over at IGN. The article reads: Remedy and Rockstar Games have announced they will be remaking Max Payne and Max Payne Two: The Fall of Max Payne. In a surprise announcement, Remedy will work with Rockstar under a new publishing agreement to remake the first Max Payne games for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series. X and S. Remedy will handle development while Rockstar will finance the project, which will be in line with a typical Remedy AAA game production. End quote. The Max Payne remakes will also be developed by on Remedy's North Light game engine, the same engine used to develop Control and the upcoming Alan Wake 2. Quote, we are thrilled when our longtime friends at Remedy approached us about remaking the original Max Payne games, said Rockstar founder Sam Hauser. We are massive fans of the work the Remedy team has created over the years and we can't wait to play these new versions are you excited for these remakes blessing 
I'm very excited for these remakes. So like Max Payne One, I did uh, enjoy a lot back in, uh, back playing it during the PS2 era. Uh, and Remedy is just one of those studios that like right now, whatever game they put out, I'm down to try it out. I'm down to check it out. The thing that shocks me is how many games that Remedy is working on. Um, like I feel like we're getting a new announcement from, from them yearly of like we partnered up with this big publisher, right? Like they're partnered up with Epic. They're partnered up with like. Uh, or like they're partnered up with Epic to put out like I think the Control multiplayer game I think it's called Vanguard. Uh, they're doing that. They're doing like fucking uh, Alan Wake two, right? And now you have the fucking Max Payne one and two remake, and they also have like Condor that they're working on. I think there's also a Control sequel. They're busy. Like they're kind of off the chain with how many projects they have um, going on right now. But I am I am so excited for a Max Payne game that looks like control right that like has that level of fidelity that like has that level of like visual effects of course max Payne had the classic slow motion effects where like you would dive as max Payne, and then like as you're diving midair and and shooting your double your dual wielded guns the time slows down you know like you're aiming all, all over the place that stuff is so fun in the uh, max in the classic max Payne, and i think it becomes it'll become even more fun in a 2022 or i guess like in a modern max Payne game um and so i'm very excited for this this is excite you yeah i um i'm heavy into control like i really loved control and that's kind of my entry point with remedy and now i'm kind of digging into like what else they have what they have coming up um so for me this is like a nice like point of okay now i can play this game in a way that i probably wouldn't have played it otherwise um there are definitely games that i will go back to even if they don't have remakes or remasters if i just feel like it's of enough interest and i think it's gonna like you know hold up enough and all these other different elements but for me like there's always that convenience factor of it being a remake obviously you know i'm always team just do new stuff but i feel like they're also doing that so yeah this works totally well for me i feel like this is a happy medium of like look we are innovating in new ip with like control and kind of turning that into a series and making more content there we're also going back to some old things that you know it hit generally but maybe we're missing certain elements like i know with even alan wake I mean, uh, the remaster like kind of definitely there were critiques right i think there's room for growth with with alan wake too um and then I you think, know I this th- kind of loves franchise i think going back to max Payne and like remaking it is going to do a lot for one reigniting the excitement around Max Payne because Max Payne has been gone for a while, obviously because Rockstar has not been like doing shit with it, and like you know, I I, I think one that that breathes life into the IP, even though I don't know if Rockstar is going to do more with the IP after they remake it because Rockstar still owns that IP. Like, is Remedy going to come come back and say, let us make Max Payne four? Maybe that could be really cool. Um, but regardless, that's also a game. You know, you talk about reusing in games from the past, like that is still an option. I think Max Payne is kind of a tough one to revisit, like. That game, I don't think it's aged well in gameplay. Like it's, it feels like an early PS2 game. Um, the like the cutscenes, I believe, if I remember correctly, were like more static comic book style cutscenes as opposed to like actual cutscenes. I'm curious to see if they keep that with the with the remake or if they make actual like cutscene stuff. I would like to see them fully realize and like actually fully develop and design um, cinematic cutscenes for Max Payne because I think that could be cool as hell. Um, but I think that is a tough. I think those are tough games to go back to, uh, and so to like remake that. Like I think it is. I think what they do with it is make something old new again and make it feel like something that is modern. Something that like you know the something that we call remake in the way that like Final Fantasy VII remake is remake, right? Or Resident Evil Two remake is remake. These aren't the old games, right? These are completely different, but they're inspired and they're adapted, and it feels like you're jumping into something that's brand new. I think that's what the Max Payne remake is going to be, um, and I think there's there's so much like there's so much opportunity for for that because like. At the end of the day, Max Payne, when you tear it down, right, it's just a fucking gritty, hardcore-ass, like, 
single player third person shooter where this guy dives a lot and also he, he does drugs and he's a cop um that's kind of max Payne stripped down and so like if you take those elements you can easily make that into a game in 20 in 2022 um and i think you make that into a game and make it something that feels fresh and feels cool especially coming off of control which also was fresh and cool right um i'm very i'm i'm very excited out of all of the wild announcements from this week between monkey island tomb raider and this i'm i think this is the thing that gets me most excited yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of like fanfare for it. Uh, I also love that this uh, announcement was just like a long like screenshot of like a just a, just a bunch of text. They're just like, "Yep, we're doing this and here's the details." Um which, you know, not everything needs to be super ceremoniously done, but yeah, there's mm -hmm. definitely a lot of excitement around this. I think this is probably the thing I saw most on my timeline as well in terms of like hype levels. I think just because it kind of is almost the in-between of like those three announcements where it has like the nostalgia element, but there's also just like more love for it than, you know, something like Mon monkeys, like louder, louder appreciation for it than monkeys Island. Cause obviously monkeys Island is like super iconic in yeah. terms of that genre, which is hilarious. Cause I played, um, that was like one of the first games like I had on, I think it was one of like at least one entry in the franchise on my PS2, I want to say. And like, I remember playing it and like then hearing about it as an adult and people being like, that's like one of the you know best games of that genre. It's so iconic. It like, you know set the base for so much and i'm like oh really like i didn't have any like concept that i was playing like such a big deal game and then even later than that people were like oh which one did you play no that was the bad one like you didn't play actually the good version of it so oh, i have such a so weird funny. relationship with with monkey, the monkey island franchise so I'll, I'll be excited to kind of start fresh and figure out what the what the heck is this thing and, and how much am i into it but uh what do we got going on right now with playstation picks Janet, as far as the big releases this week, right? We got Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. That came out for PS5 and PS4 on April 5th. MLB The Show uh, 2022, that's coming out on PS5 and PS4. That came out on April 5th. Uh, Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers Edition, came out on PS4 on April 7th. Godfall Ultimate Edition came out on PS5 and PS4 April 7th. And then Slipstream uh, came out on PS5 and PS4 on April 7th. Uh, Baron, I do have a trailer for this one because I do want to give a quick shout-out. April 7th was lit. What was that? April 7th was just lit. There was just like yeah, so April much Man, I mean, I, this, that's this the day we're really recording. Cool. Okay, I love this. What am I looking at here? Yeah, so this is Slipstream, right? Um, I'm pulling from Push where Semi Barker, he reviewed it, gave it a 7 out of 10, and says, This is pure nostalgia with scorching synthesizers and optional scan lines. It's a tantalizing ode to a timeless era of arcade racers, and one we reckon even Yu Suzuki himself would be proud to put his name on. And yeah, if you're watching the video version, right, Bear is playing it. It is basically a, a, um, it's a racing game with like, it's a racing game that is very stylized, right? A lot of drifting going on. It looks like a classic arcade racer. It looks like something that came from like either like it's not N sixty four era. Like it's third. It's like three D in the N sixty four era style, it's like but high also fidelity in a low res. Like it's you know it's, yeah. it's evoking it's evoking like a low or res era. But like if we had the technology to make it look as clean as they wanted it to look. Almost. Yeah, it's like high felt, high fidelity, pixelated, but also like it reminds me of Cruise in USA. It reminds me of something like that. Uh, it looks HD really cool. Two D, but it's three D, so it's not <laughs> HD two D. Y'all know what I mean. It looks really yeah, cool, exactly. but it also, I'm not gonna front. Looking at the trailer, I was like, like that reaction. I'm like, oh my god, this is so exciting. I love the look of this. And then second thought was, this kind of hurts my eyes, which I feel like that's true nostalgia. So like, I'm down for, for it. Sure. I'm down for it. One hundred percent. We also got Lake that's coming out on PS5 and PS4 April. Eighth. And Janet, this is one that I think you added. Uh, uh, yes. What do you want to tell me about Lake? 
uh, Lake is getting ported over to PS5. It originally came out on the Xbox and I want to say PC, but I don't know offhand. And it's a story game. It's like a sim game. Essentially, the pitch is take a break from your busy city job and deliver mail in the relaxing countryside. So it's that classic, oh, I'm going home after, you know, being away in the city for my work. And now, you know, conveniently, my dad just set me up with this, like, job delivering mail. Like, I, I start now. And you just spend the time, like, all your quests are, like, delivering different packages. Um, and it's, like, a really well done in its, like, sim elements where you are, you know, driving around in the truck. You can also set it to, I think, auto drive as well if you don't want to have to deal with the controls and all that. And you give, like, these different packages. And as you give the packages to the townspeople, you kind of learn more about them and their lives and their problems. Um, and it's just, it's super fun. It's got, like, little radio stations that you can listen to. You can actually look at the different, um, you know, like where you are on the street. Like it kind of, again, is is really heavy into that sim aspect of it. And it's super nostalgia driven. Like there's a, you know, VHS store and they have like all of these really fun, like nods to actual like in real life IPs, but like not using the actual IP because, you know, licensing and stuff. And it's super detailed um, in that area specifically, uh, which is really cool. You have to, we're seeing it now. It's called the Flick Shack, I think. Um, and there's romance options as well, um, ranging from like, you can also have like queer romance options too, which is cool. And yeah, it's just a really fun like adventure game. Like, I think if you like that genre, it is sort of a must play. I will say it's not like I would rate it insanely high. Like, I don't love it as much as I like, you know, Life is Strange, True Colors or anything. But I really enjoyed this one. It's super fun. And it's, you know, I would say it's, it's challenging to get a game like this and have it be of this level of quality. You know, I play a lot of, mm. from this genre, and this is definitely one of the standout ones where when I saw it was getting ported, I'm like, yeah, this is something that you should pay attention to and play. If, like, you're hearing the pitch and you're like, oh, yeah, this is up my alley, you're probably going to enjoy it. Hell, yeah. Janet, would you pick to, would you pick to play on PlayStation this week? <sighs> what I picked to play? I, my God, I, didn't, I feel so embarrassed because I'm like, did I even play this game this specific week? But right now I'm working on Weird West, uh, which a lot of people I think know from more like Game Pass and stuff because that's where it's on Game Pass. But I have it on, on PS5, so it's there as well, you know, PlayStation 4. Um, and I really like it. It's an immersive sim. It is, I'm, again, I'm only two hours into it, so I'm pretty early. But it's got, you know, some voice acting in it. I think it's voice acted really well. It lets you make some decisions. So, you know, stuff like how you're going to interrogate this person and sort of the pitches that uh you used to be god what do they call it when you take like a bounty hunter i guess like you were a bounty hunter back in the like day hunting people down yeah but you're like you're off that life but now you're back in the game because like someone took mm. your husband and i'm like yes drama i'm here for it let's go you it's can like do um sure i mean a lot of things are like John Wick, <laughs> but yeah sure it's literally one-to-one -one. um but it's like lots of great details again it's immersive sim so it's kind of par for the course with the genre but you can get like a shovel and like bury corpses and stuff if you see a dead animal you could bury that you can like pick up food you can burn yourself on the fire when there's oil like it makes like the fire be like you know bigger which obviously common sense but like it's cool they have like all these different little details added in um there's stealth in the game I think the weakest part of it so far for me is the gunplay because it's kind of like that stiff arcadey feel, which is definitely a stylistic choice. But also, I feel like to me, that is very clearly the weakest part of the game. And if you've played uh, Oregon Trail on Apple Arcade, the gunplay kind of reminds me of that. It is better than that. But like when you get out of your wagon, you have to shoot some like animals. It kind of feels like that level of unwieldy um but they do have like slow down stuff so it kind of like reminds me a bit of like fallout 
in that sense as well. So I'm kind of getting a lot of different, you know, notes from games that I've really enjoyed. Uh, and the, some of its parts, like I'm really liking Weird West so far and it gets weird. It does get like kind of, I don't want to spoil anything, but like, cause when I started streaming it, I was like playing and people were like, how weird is this game scale one to 10? And I'm like, oh, it's super normal. Like I'm just living my life. <laughs> and then like crazy shit happens. And I was like, oh, it's getting weird. And then crazier shit happens. And I'm like, what the fuck is this game? So I'm very invested just from that first two hours on, how this is going to play out and, and what other kind of choices and things I get to to make. And there's like factions and like people have different opinions of you based on your decisions. Like it's, it's really fleshed out and really cool. Uh, and I'm really into it right now. So that's what I picked up. Oh yeah. I was wondering a lot about that one. Cause that's one that Paris from the kind of funny X cast. You might've heard of yes. He talks that's about it a lot. That's why that was on my radar. Like it's been on my radar since we did the draft over on Xcast, and he was like, "This is one of like he picked it up in his draft." So I'm like, "Okay, clearly like he thinks this is going to be a really good game." So like, let me check it out. And, and so far, I'm really enjoying it. So shout out to Paris for that recommendation for sure. Nice. Uh, for me, the game I picked to play was uh, Stranger Paradise: Final Fantasy Origin. I feel like I've I've been talking about this game nonstop, and I can't. I honestly I can't wait. I want to hear more. Stop. I'm invested. I'm I like can't wait this. to stop talking about this game, and I, I think this might be one of the last times because I'm at the final boss right now. I of course like I played it for four hours straight, four and a half hours straight the other day on stream where Janet was hanging out and was watching me just like play through the final hours of this game. And the game gets so bonkers in its last hours, and I cannot believe the places where it it goes that like actually captured me for a game that the whole time i was like i don't give a fuck about any of these characters like what's going on i do not care i actually started to care toward the end which is a huge feat for this game to like turn it around on me that way but it's a game that continues to be fun it's a game that's like i i can't get over how good its combat system is um you know i've, I've talked about it before that like I wouldn't be mad to see this combat system in like other Final Fantasy games. Like if Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, like I love the Final Fantasy VII Remake combat system, but like if they figure out a way to like, hey, when you are out in the world, it is this, it is like Stranger Paradise combat system versus like if you're a boss fight, then it's the Seven Remake combat system. If they mixed it or matched it some way like that, I could be down with it because like. It honestly like has its shit down. It's actually like a really, really fun to engage with combat system because of how many different weapons there are, how many different builds, the skill trees, the different ways that you can equip moves to certain combos, like the amount of customization and the amount of choice you have in how you go about combat is really impressive. And like even the animation for a lot of the, the, the combat stuff is really fun. Like there are different kinds of weapons, obviously. So like holding a big sword and having like a certain class will give you access to like the sword spin move, which is like a really powerful move where like you literally just sword, you swing your sword like your Zelda, right? Or not Zelda, sorry. Whoa, like like your Link. <laughs> I apologize, everybody. I can't believe Fake I did that. gamer over here. Oh my god, get me the fuck out of here. What did I say? Um, but yeah, you like do like a fun like sword spin move that is really satisfying to do. Versus if you Celeste choose, Celeste is the mountain. Okay, it's the mountain. It's not the not. It's not it's the. Not character. the character the character's name is people should stop doing that madeline. though by the way madeline yes. thank you. doing what like the whole like the game is named a thing that will clearly make you think it's the character's name but it's not mm. the character's name yeah no one like 100 I, 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 I have... not not the not the character's name chicory is not the character's name yeah no it's i i honestly i kind of like it because you can tell who's like paying attention who's not <laughs> right you can like you can catch people but that's you though you got caught up so you're admitting that but like nobody thinks i really think what's his name link's name is zelda dude <laughs> his name's link I, right That's i don't calling. think you've ever played a zelda game he's too qualified to host the listen, PlayStation, PlayStation podcast. podcast he's like i've blocked out all other ip and I, no memory listen if i said right now that i never played a zelda game these folks would praise me all right on this playstation podcast they'd be like he's our next leader yeah these i was too busy playing horizon exactly. one to play breath of the wild 
I would never touch a Zelda game. Uh, but yeah, no, fucking Final Fantasy Origin, Stranger of Paradise. Really fun game. I can't get enough of it, but I'm about to beat it. And when I beat it, I think I'm putting it down. I think I'm done. When are you, uh, when are you going to beat it? Are you going to beat it on stream again? I don't are know. I was going to beat the it. the privacy of your own quarters? <laughs> Should, am I going to beat it in the privacy of my own quarters? I, I, I was going to beat it yesterday. Ended up not. Uh, I might... The thing is, I'm busy. I got, I got a life to live, Janet. And so, like, honestly, I might beat it right after this episode. Um, that might, that might be the go-to. That might be what like I do. in your own, like, you know, in, the, in my private, yeah, in, in, in privacy, not Man. in front of people. Is there just what? That's you gonna be, want, it's gonna be stress? what? Like, is it because you don't want the work? Like, I understand, but like, I kind of want to. I kind of want to see. The, send me you beating it at least on PlayStation messages. Like, send me okay. the clip of when you kill chaos. I'll think about it. So that can, the, what, what, why? It takes ten seconds. The show runs right there. What well, are you like, you're not gonna get my audio. You're not gonna get me in the little in the little box reacting. Yeah, to but it. I want to. Like I was, I was so invested watching like all those hours, and then you got to the end, and you're like, I can't do it right now. Good night. And I was like, damn. Like, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll see you later. And then you're like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna do it. It's like it's like the final episode never dropped. You know what I mean? You know what? For you, Jan, I'll stream. I'll yeah, stream. Well, Woody's roundup got Ooh, canceled right okay. before the final uh, episode. You know. It's very similar. To Woody's Roundup? Yeah, and Toy Story 2, blessing. Jesus, watch a uh, Pixar movie. Play a Nintendo game. He's you too in on PlayStation. gamer, bro. If it's not PlayStation, I don't know the brand, all right? Like, okay, when are you streaming it, though? Tell so me I something make sure I know. Because I don't, I don't want to be that viewer that's like, oh, please do this for me, and then they're not there. Um, You know, we won't be that person, but yes. All right. Tonight, I'm getting dinner with friends. Maybe when I come back from dinner. But I also, I'm hosting KFG tomorrow, so I want to go, go to bed at a decent time. Okay. Tomorrow's Friday. Yes. Hold on, let me check my calendar. Do I have plans? Did you, did you just say yes with a TH at the end? <laughs> I don't Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I don't have anything on my calendar tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Either tomorrow or late night tonight. I'll stream. How late okay. is late night? Kill chaos. Like, how washed like, are you? At, like, yeah, after 10. Some... Okay, that's late night. Hopefully not past okay. 11.30. Okay. If it's past 11.30, right. I'm going to sleep. Can you just text me if you're going to go live? Because I don't want to have to do the note. I don't have to reconfigure the notifications. Do you know how much work that is? Do you know all all the things I do already when I'm going live? I like I have to tweet. I have to like set up Streamlabs or OBS. I got to like go into my um my dashboard. Well, see, I don't know. I'm going to put the my stream. I'll figure something out. I'll do the. You're going to do the work of the stream. Literally, click click the bell. Get the stream notification. Yeah, but then I have to turn on the Twitch notifications. Like I don't have any of that set up, so I'll turn it on. I'll I'll turn it on since you're you're willing you to also, do you to boot do it up. tweet notifications. I'll tweet out when I stream. I could I don't have Twitter notifications on either. Like now on my phone. Well, I've done all I can to tell. Yeah, you. no. It's just I'm I know like people are surprised by that because I'm always on the internet, but like I don't have any notifications on for almost anything because mm-hmm. I I find that overwhelming. So, Janet, to close out this episode, I want to read um a write-in from patreon.com so that's kind of funny games from ryan paola higgins who writes in and says hello just a quick one for playstation picks lawn mowing simulator had launched in the ps4 and ps5 today this is what i'm reading verbatim by the way this is was the first and last and this isn't to roast you ryan paola higgins this is cover my ass no uh, ro- this- <laughs> roast his ass but I'm about, I'm about to like give him a shout out. This is was the first game I am credited on. I helped the dev team with, with how long, with how lawn tractors work. Uh, oh, that's really cool. The game has been on Xbox for a while and is launched on PlayStation today. That's really cool. Big that's congratulations, cool. Ryan Powell Higgins. That's super awesome. I've seen this uh, game actually a lot on like TikTok 
with like people like making the joke of uh, I don't you know like usually like Latin streamers will be like oh or Mexican streamers will be like I don't I don't need to have a stereotypical job I'm gonna be a streamer and then it's like they'll <laughs> show them playing this game with like banda music on underneath it and it's like the funniest shit um, but also like simulators like this are like super fun I think it's like really cool how much there is in the sim genre and yeah to like be able to have that specific knowledge set and like lend it to the game to like evoke more realism that's really really cool so shout out to that like you always remember like the first of things so um yeah like i mean that's like incredibly exciting to have that yeah i need a simulator for me i need like a a streamer simulator or like a content creator simulator why do that's i feel what like that was fun exists? about like that's life is strange true colors dlc because i felt the same thing like mm. when i played the dlc after you and when i was playing that i was like yep this is we're at work you know it's like it's ad read time like you know you're, you're there's like the crushing loneliness so i'm like it's got it all um i mean i don't the really crushing have loneliness that, is like a very key part that's a really good that's a really good one to shout yeah, out yeah like Jan you know just sadly swiping on your phone it was it was perfect Sad. oh my god it's perfect <laughs> janet thank you for so much for joining me on this episode of pswxoxo where can people find you in your work uh, you can find me across the internet under the handle Game Onsys. That's Game O N Y S U S, uh, where I'll be maybe streaming any of the games I mentioned on Twitch, but I don't know. So yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, remember, this has been PS I Love You XOXO, your PlayStation podcast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about the hottest topics in PlayStation. We've got a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level, patreoncom slash games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, peace out.